Chiggity, chiggity, check, check, check. Check, check, chiggity, 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 check. <laughs> you can hear me, right? Yeah. You can hear me? All right, good. Uh, I kind of messed up last week's episode. You weren't here, Phil. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I had to produce this thing on my own. Yeah. I'm not a producer. Just send me the tracks. I know, dude. What the heck was I doing? <laughs> I didn't want to bother you on vacation. And like, so I just tried to do what you do. Like, oh, you're always like, I have to get, I have to like compress your vocals because I'm very like, I'm very, first of all, I'm very like dope, but I'm very loud. And then I'm very quiet sometimes. Like, and then I went, and then I was like, what are you doing? You know, that's me. That's how I talk. Okay. I tried to like level out my vocals, but instead I put a gate on there. And so like, you know, when you're like doing sound check and you like want to do some fast diddles on your foot. You know, and then the guy, the dumb, grumpy sound man has a gate on it. And so you don't hear him until you like really put your like hip into it. That's mm. what was happening on my vocals. Yeah. And it was very difficult to listen to. So I'm sorry, people. I'm not a producer. I'm not a producer. That show is bunk. That show is just dumb. It's, it was great. It was a great episode, but seriously, it's, it was hard to listen to because you got caught some of my words. Some of the beginning of my words like were cut off. Yeah. So if you don't want to listen to that one, I apologize. But here's the problem. I listened to maybe 15 seconds of it and was like, sounds pretty good. And then posted it and deleted everything. So we can't even go back and like, I can't go fix it. You can't fix it. So that, that episode is down in history as one of the, one of our good episodes that just went horribly bad. So I apologize, but it's Phil's fault for not being here. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, it's my fault for not knowing how to work this thing. And it was, you should have seen the shenanigans trying to get sat, set up. Me and Kevin Higuchi had like two hour or more conversation. And I kept saying, dude, we should just talk about this on the show. <laughs> and then like, we get into another conversation about something else. And finally we hit record probably at like 1230 or one. We normally hit record at 11. What? And I was like, look, we're going to stop talking. We need to just have something to talk about on the show. That's the thing. Me and him, me and him have a very different dynamic than me and you, but like, we just start talking. Like, you know, we could have, we could have had a four or five hour show just talking about nothing. So it's probably, I don't know. Some of you guys probably can take it or leave it. Um, I don't know, but I tried my best and my best just wasn't good enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, Anyways, it's a drum brigade podcast singing. (laughs) I think think that's the first time I've heard you sing. (laughs) (laughs) i don't sing for nobody dude but like sometimes you know i don't care (laughs) that's some song i think it's on the wings of love dude (laughs) i can't do it on the wings of love dude have you ever heard that song (laughs) i don't know this song is funny bro all right it's the drum brigade podcast man i'm happy to be here funky phil is struggling dude he is struggling um and he's funky phil is sick he just got off vacation but he's got kids he's got snot-nosed little kids dude (laughs) (laughs) they didn't even get me sick oh really they weren't even sick i don't even know did you guys fly we did you didn't do my trick did you sanitizer yes sanitize everything in your seat i didn't yeah see but i didn't touch much phil you gotta do it I didn't really touch anything. No, no, it's not that. There's just germs everywhere. I mean, you're you're pretty like your immune system is pretty high. You teach kids, you have kids. Yeah. 
but every time I fly, I think you're right. Wipe everything down. Um, all right. Well, let's get into all that jazz in a minute. First, this is episode fifty nine. Is, is it? it? I think it's fifty eight. No, me and me and Gooch did fifty eight. Is it fifty nine? Think so. Dang, man. Holy smokes! We're approaching a hundred. We're practically the dr- <laughs> the modern drummer podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got like three hundred or something. We're basically yeah, we're NPR. This, we're NPR. Yeah, we might as well not even do a podcast. We might as well just do a radio show. That's how big time we are. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, no, we're dude. We our egos. Okay, since the Thomas Lang episode, we've just we're just the best in the business now, <laughs> according to us. <laughs> we're just there's nothing holding us back we are we are official podcasters i don't even consider myself a drummer they're like so what do you do and i'm like i'm a professional podcaster oh yeah and i also play drums <laughs> um, no dude we're still i'm still kind of buzzing off of that though that was an awesome episode that was fun. A predator tattoo predator oh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy oh boy i mean it wasn't a predator tattoo yeah the bearded thomas Lang, you'll just dude. have to go listen to it <laughs> yeah you if you haven't listened to it, to it just go listen i don't want to thomas give it Lang. away yeah 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 that's a pg-13 episode um or maybe maybe pg but yeah the content matter was adult <laughs> um this week we got a great show for you it's the drum brigade podcast um i'm Corey kingston sitting across from me kind of sick but still here on time i was late um Turning knobs, drinking coffee, getting videoed using the Steadicam. We added a Steadicam to our mix over here at Drum Brigade. Uh, it's the one, it's the only funky Phil Pardell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming, man. Dude, I missed you, Phil. I missed you, too. We needed you. I sent you guys an Instagram question. I know, and, and I just did, skipped out on that. Dude, I'm dropping the ball on like getting I'll, people to give us questions. I'll just have to ask ask the gooch on my own. All right. Yeah. I want to know what superpower he would get. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to ask our guest today. Ooh. We have an awesome guest coming in today. Another. Dude, we're on a roll. We're on a roll, Phil. Yeah. Another very high-end drummer. Like top-level, top-level pop drummer. He's played at the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, played at the Super Bowl. You I don't know if you get much bigger than that. I don't think so. This dude like doesn't really play anything but stadiums or arenas. Or TV shows. Or TV shows. It's Adam Marcello. He plays with Katy Perry. He also, you see him every Monday night on American Idol. He plays drums in the American Idol band. This dude's crazy dope. He's crazy like dope. Um, so we're going to talk to him all about everything that he does and um, get into, like, secrets about Katy Perry. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Um, this podcast, you can listen to it on all the platforms that you listen to your podcasts on, which would probably be iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, app overcast app radio public and drumbrigade.com if you can't do any of those you don't want to download an app to listen to your podcast you could just go to www.drumbrigade.com and there you'll find every episode that we do you can also download them there or you can click a link to all those other um platforms that i mentioned 
Um, there you'll also find some products that we have, t-shirts, sticks, stickers. Um, you'll find links to how to get a drum lesson with us. Um, you'll learn about the drum brigade and what we're all about, our community and all that jazz. So, um, you know, go check it out and stuff. Uh, Patreon, you want to help us out? Go to the Patreon, bro. You can hook us up and help us out and keep the lights on in, in beautiful Pimp City and the Beat Locker. Um, we're all about our community, the drum community, bringing positivity to it, you know, and uh, bringing camaraderie to our buddies that play drums. If you play drums, you're a buddy of ours. Yeah. Yeah. We like you just because you play drums. You can be like so bad at playing drums and we're still going to be like, bro, high five. (laughs) You can be like whatever you want to be. Just, you know, you're cool because you play drums and we like that. So you're part of the community. You're one of us. Unless you don't want to be, then beat it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're just trying to spread that good vibes among drummers. We're all cool with each other. So, yeah, let's keep doing that. Um, any questions, any listener questions, anything like that, just use a contact form. It comes directly to me. So, um, if you want to ask a question or anything like that, um, for our guests every week, or you just want to have like, Hey, I would love to hear those guys talk about this. Like, do you guys ever eat donuts before you play drums? How does it make you feel? We'll ask it on the show and like, it's going to be a good show. You know, it's a good question. People want to hear. So, like I said, we're here for the community. So this is your show too. You want to be a part of it? Use a contact form. Hit us up. All right, Funky Phil. We got a lot to talk about. So let's get into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Dang. I look good. (laughs) Uh, Phil's showing me a picture of myself that he's going to post on Instagram. And um, it put little hearts around your eyes and stuff. <laughs> you see that? I can barely see it, but it's it's sparkly and yeah, it looked like static. Uh, dude, I just got off a plane. Well, I, I I'm gonna get into my whole week, but it was a busy week. It's been two weeks for me and you, Phil. But me yeah. and me and Kevin got into our weeks. I think like or just we just were just talking, man. But listen, I got a like kind of a special announcement. So I completely botched last week's episode, as I mentioned. Um. But I'm going to make it up to you guys, okay? I just did a fly-out date, like a weekend thing, um, with Western Standard Time and Dub Robots in that band. And he plays sax in the sax section. And we did, uh, what do you call it? Like a travel vlog, no, travel blog, audio blog of our trip for this podcast. So it's a drum brigade bonus episode that you guys are going to get. As soon as I get the audio from him, um, we're probably not gonna, I don't know. We're just going to throw it up there and you guys are just going to have a bonus episode for the episode that I completely butchered last week. So do Phil, this episode is going to be next level (laughs) dub robot. We've had him on the show. We know he's, he's out there. Oh yeah. You guys, travel through space time it it's so funny i'm i mean i'm not trying to build it up too much but it's so funny 
There's times where I couldn't talk because I was laughing at this fool. Ooh. He's just, he just comes up with these ideas, these random things that are so funny, man. And um, he, so he like, yeah, we just basically co- co-hosted a podcast together. And he, he has a podcast too, I didn't know. I forgot what it's called. But oh. he just, it's not his podcast, but he, um, he's a producer and like, uh, he's dub robot. So he does a lot of engineering. He's like a master engineer and, um, he produces records and all that stuff. Uh, he's a sax player. He's a teacher, all that jazz. So anyways, he, ha- he produces a podcast about, it's like, they set up like kind of like a hotline and let people apologize randomly. And he said, it's hilarious. Just so like apologize for whatever they feel like they like, need to apologize. Yeah. For. <laughs> sometimes like, like maybe you cut a guy off and then you feel really bad about it, like in your car, but you can't like follow him and be like, Hey buddy, sorry. So they set up a hotline of like, Hey, to the guy I like cut off. I just wanted to apologize. It wasn't your fault. It was my fault, whatever. And he's like, he produces the show anyways, dude, it, the show is not like that. It's not an apology show. It's just literally us like, blogging audio wise our whole trip like hey we're on a plane hey we're at the airport hey we're at soundcheck hey 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 and it's great dude it's so funny that's awesome there were some definite good moments so i'm gonna be waiting for that audio to come back and you guys are gonna get a bonus episode yeah um so anyways funky phil yeah you're on vacation you're sick you're back yeah how was your week well it's been two weeks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the trip was great. Yeah. It was not relaxing, um, but it was awesome. You know, it was, we were visiting family, so there's all those social obligations and yeah. you know, pretty action-packed family and cousins. And um, I also had both my boys with us so <laughs> first time milo's traveling it's first time flying with two kids oh boy which is interesting did uh did it's, little man uh it's different felix like the plane <laughs> ride was that his first flight too no felix uh, has been on the felix is a pro he was okay. he was great milo this was his first plane plane ride yeah he turned one while we were on this trip. oh wow yeah dang really yeah he's one year old dang i turned 41 on my trip dang are we on the same day no, we're no. not. He's the 13th. Oh, yeah. So it's I'm close. the 19th. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Charlotte was super awesome on the airplane and just, she was sitting with the, because, you know, there's only three seats in a row. Oh, yeah. So she was sitting with them and I was doing computer work <laughs> and sitting in front of Felix. So, because Felix, I know he was going to be kicking the seat. Oh, uh, so yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to <laughs> unleash that on some. <laughs> Some <laughs> poor bastard. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was good. Milo was good. He was, he was, you know, Charlotte entertained him. Uh, that's good. So there's other kids screaming and freaking out. Really? And Milo Dude, was you guys pretty, raised, pretty solid. You raised some good kids, man. They're well behaved. And Thanks. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Even at one years old, he's just like, what is, what are you crying about, bro? It's just yeah. an airplane. Yeah. He's pretty solid. <laughs> he's some, sometimes he gets, uh, What's the word for it? Fussy? Yeah, fussy. Willful. I'd say uh, willful. Yeah. Sometimes he's just like, wants what he wants, and yeah. is, he isn't going to have it any other way. Dude, that kid is, <laughs> that little kid is a drummer. I'm telling you. I think he is. He has the attitude. He yeah. has it all. Like, he's, 
he just I could just see it like he's he's gonna be a good drummer. Um, yeah, he's certainly into it. And then when we got back, um, I didn't have any gigs that weekend. It was like uh, a, a random like I think uh, that is so rare for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they scheduled other stuff to do that that weekend. So I I had like a, but it's good because my elbow has been bugging me, man. Really? Yeah. Like so tennis I, elbow or something? Yeah. Whoa. So it was good to have a little downtime for my arm, I think. Nice. So do you feel re- well rested and like feel like no. no. <laughs> oh, we were also, we were having our roof redone while we were gone. Oh boy. So we had roof and when, it wasn't done when we got back. So there was still stomping on the roof and stuff. Oh God. Um, until two days ago, I think mm. they finished, but we got a new roof. That's good. And we got some lights, some better lights in our house. Oh, good. So you don't have like Christmas lights everywhere? No. Dang, that's well, good. Well, we don't, we still have them up, but we don't need them yeah. so much. We yeah. can kind of turn them on for fun. And well, then that's good. I just, we've been cleaning, trying to clean the house and stuff. Yeah, but this is still something that you needed, like a time to regroup and um, get things done without just like grinding, working all the time. This you know? is true. Yeah it, was, yeah. it felt really good. Some time with the fam, get some housework done. Yeah. Yeah. That's it was, good. It was a good, it was a good little, uh, vacay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, how were your weeks? Oh man, dude, it's been full blast, full blast. For yeah. Me. Like full, full, full blast. Um, I'm waiting for it to slow down even though I, I, I kind of don't want to, but I, you know, I'm still like working on just getting out of debt and kind of simplifying my life a little bit. And, um, so I'm glad to be working hard right now, but I can't keep this up forever, you know? Um, so I'm just riding the wave, dude. Like I'm seriously just riding it, riding it out. Um, but you know, like, I don't know, like me and me and Gooch were talking about, a lot of different things and you know like one thing like like minimalist living and all that stuff i'm far from that right now but uh, my my mindset has kind of i just have been working on things man like trying not to be on my soapbox as soon as i get to a gig you know save the soapboxes for the show but trying to save in the show soapbox for this podcast i mean yeah but um trying to be positive dude when i show up to shows and like take everything as an experience like i don't want to get in the in the hamster wheel of just going through the motions like a robot and then you know 25 years have gone by and i'm like old and i'm still doing it and bitter yeah i'm like i don't do this for that you know i do this because i'm i love doing this and i want to appreciate that more and i found out like i was telling kevin higuchi that like i found out that you know i started like kind of reflecting and thinking about like what it is i really enjoy about my work and um it is playing of course but you know like i'm I'm not i don't know man it's not like okay anthony smith he was on our show he wrote a book um and he was i'm reading it right now it's called the lizard stays in the cage it's like experiences that he's had. It's, it's good. It's, it's some funny moments and some good and yeah, it's good book. Nice. Anyways. Um, he's a good writer, man. Um, uh, anyways, he's, there's a moment where he's like ranting about how he started playing in cover bands and stuff like that to kind of make ends meet. 
while trying to make it as a professional musician. And he was saying that like people, it, he likens it to I, I like a famous painter, like Michelangelo or something, Michelangelo or, or, or like Wolfgang Puck, like a chef. And then it's like, if you go to Wolfgang Puck and he's a phenomenal chef, but then he's flipping burgers at Burger King and you go up to him and be like, well, at least you're still doing what you love doing. You know, you're still doing what you enjoy. You're cooking, but that's not really what he does. He is cooking, but it's like if Michelangelo is like painting your room like a different color. Okay. Yeah. He's painting, but that's not what he does. He's an artist. Uh And so it's kind of similar to what we do in the cover band world of like, Hey, I'm paying my bills and yes, I'm playing drums, but this isn't what I do. Yeah. You know? And so there's a point to what I'm saying. Anyways. Um, I feel like that, like, man, that's why I get so bitter and like, so bummed all the time because I'm like, dude, I used to think about it like that. As long as I have drumsticks in my hands, you know, I'm doing what I love. But at the end of the day, that isn't what I do. That's not what I love doing. I don't want to be at some stupid person's wedding and have them barking at me and telling me that I can't, you know, go to the bar or I can't have the food that the guests are having, you know, that's their, that's their prerogative. I'm just saying that that isn't what I love doing. That's not what I love about drumming. Yeah. That's not why I do it. I don't do it to play songs that I hate, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I started trying to reflect on like, Hey, there's a means to an end here. Like I'm paying my bills and, and getting caught up on, on stuff and paying stuff off. Um, but I'm also able to be creative, but I have to pay attention to those creative things. You know, the podcast is a, is a creative outlet for me. My vlogs are a creative outlet for me doing drum videos and stuff like that. Whatever it is, is yeah. I, I want to be able to ex- do like do, do the work stuff so that I can be creative, you know, and, and keep that going. But the other aspect I love is the experiences that happens on these gigs, you know, like, there's gigs that I play that I'll remember for the rest of my life. And then there's gigs that I play that it's just a blur and I can't stand. It's like, I'm a, I'm a robot, you know, like these wedding gigs and corporate gigs. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's all about those experiences, man. It's all about like hanging with cool musicians that we're sharing laughs and sharing stories and, you know, laughing and, you know, whatever. And, um, did I say laughing twice? Yeah. Uh, but i mean that's what it is you know all of us have these amazing stories and when we're all sitting around backstage that's what we're doing we're talking about all these amazing stories that happen to us that are hilarious or crazy or this one time this happened or whatever and so we don't stop and think that while you're on a gig that's happening to you right now you're going to be telling these stories down the road or to younger kids or students or whatever And so for me, that's what it's about. It's like all these years that I've spent playing, man, I've enjoyed that. And I, I tell those stories all the time. So I don't want to forget about that. And so, so like, basically for me, my week this week is I, I did a fly out to Mexico city, played a great, incredible show with, with, um, Western standard time. Uh, it was a pretty big show. It was on, it was like, the, the, the caliber of gig that I feel like I should be doing. It's like, we were like headlining this event. We were on a big stage and you know, it was what it was. It was cool. We we're, I was flying out somewhere doing my job the way that I want to do it. And, um, lots of fans, lots of people like when you go down there, man, it's crazy. I'm not trying to like 
big myself up or whatever, but like, it's a, it's another level. They really appreciate the stuff that we do, you know, like so many people were like, I love your videos. I watch your videos. I've seen every one of them. Right. That's cool. Um, I think there's a language barrier for the podcast, but, um, dude, I signed a bunch of records, signed like ticket stubs, like hundreds of pictures with people, like people, like at some points, dude, like we were getting like kind of mobbed by like fans in Mexico city, which is super weird for me with my social anxiety. But, um, but no, it's just like that. And they, they, they know they do their homework. So they know every album I've recorded. They know every band I've played with, even when I was a kid. Wow. Um, they do their research and they know they're true fans of our music. And so, and then, you know, you come home and you're playing these wedding gigs and you're just like, Oh my God, they're telling you, you know, like, it's not like a, do you know who I am kind of situation, but you know, it puts things into perspective of like, it keeps you humble one. And then two, it's like, man, well, I mean, this isn't what I really do. So why am I here? And so anyways, all I'm saying is I did this fly out date. I lost a bunch of money because I had like two wedding gigs that I had to bail on that were pretty well paid. Yeah. And I bailed on them so that I can go and do what I really do and have a great experience that I'll remember forever. Yeah. That's more important to me than staying home and making the money. And so me and my dad kind of got into it because my dad was like, thinks about it the other way. My dad's like a blue collar worker guy all his life left the music scene when he was younger to do this to to work to provide for his family and i totally respect that that's just not me yeah <laughs> i don't have a well, family i mean but you 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 put in the time you have tons of steady paying work here so yeah. i mean i think yeah but my dad like, was like you should you need to balance it by going and doing something that is like emotionally and artistically like fulfilling yeah you have to do it sometimes you can't just you have to if all you if all you're doing is grinding away at cover band gigs yeah you'll you'll be pretty uh Miserable. sad yeah well and, and that's the thing dude if that's what you do you know i i have friends that have kind of they they very they very much limit their art for just work yeah i mean i meant you specifically yeah but for like, me that for, doesn't work yeah i'm sure there's plenty of people that are fine doing that i, mean, yeah. I was I was referring specifically yeah. to you. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I can't, if I, if all I'm doing is top 40 gigs, I start to get kind of, I get sad. Yeah. I get angry. <laughs> I get like, yeah. I get, you know, this, the, the reason for my soapbox. Um, but anyways, I, I, I lost a bunch of money. It hurt. It stung. I had to cancel those gigs. And then I got like, I got pretty angry about it. I sent the band leader a text like, Hey man, just so you know, I want you to know, like how much I'm losing to do this gig with you. And then I immediately had regrets and felt bad. Like, Hey man, I'm just stressing out. I'm sorry. Like I'm losing a lot of money, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And here's why, you know? And I told him, you know, I, we're, we're, I'm going to remember this trip forever. Every trip that I've done, any, every, any fly out date that I've ever done. I remember that. Keep it with me forever. Wedding gigs. I wouldn't remember it as soon as I draw, drove off, you know? <laughs> um, my dad was like, you can't do that, man. You gotta, you need to tell these guys you can't go. And I'm like, dad, the plane tickets are already made are booked and all that stuff. And he's like, no, man, sometimes you need to like provide for your family. And like, you need to just take those money gigs. And I'm like, no, I said, who cares about the money? I don't care about the money. I'm like, 
What's money? That's stupid. You're working for money. You're like becoming a slave to something that's irrelevant. It's dumb. Like we all need it to survive and that's fine. But I don't do this for the money. I do this because it's what I've always done. I just happen to get paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm appreciative of that. But I want to be appreciative of that. Yeah. You know, I, but it's never been about the money. If you're working towards like a business for the money, you're in it for the wrong reason, man. And, and so that's kind of the difference between me and my dad. I don't know everything. My dad is wise, you know, he's older and wise, but, but I'm like, nah, we're, we're going to have to like disagree on that, dad. I'm like, I, I don't do it for that. I do it for the experience that I'm going to have. And I, this is, this is why I play drums to go to those fans and to play for that audience and to play on that stage and to remember this, this is what I do. This is truly what I do. Yeah. You know, and, and to be recognized and respected for what I do. I don't do it for the money. And so, bro, like I got home and I was just, I played, a, I, I flew in, I was stressed out because I flew into <laughs> TJ and then had to cross the border, Woo. go get my drums from, I left my drums at Kevin Freebie's house <laughs> and then had to go pick them up and then go to my gig and try to do this all before. Like I had a four hour window. Woo. And I was, and then, well, I got a few minutes. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. All that positive talk, and Damn. here I am, <laughs> dude. This is <laughs> my soapbox is about Mexico. Okay, we need to build a wall. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. no. I am part Mexican. Okay, so let's get that clear. I love Mexican everything food freaking surfing monkey banks i love them all okay (laughs) (laughs) anyways some things about mexico just get me going bro yeah and sometimes i gotta just compose myself and be like we're in mexico so just let it go i got two soapboxes in one one I'm going to, we're going to like Tarantino this thing and go backwards. Okay. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) So on the way home, I'm stressing out. Stomach is turning. Um, but I'm just like putting on the smiley face. Happy to be here. Right. They just do everything backwards, dude. We walk in to the airport. There's thousands of people in line. Like, zigzag lines you know like at disneyland zigzag 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 but then you look like outside of the zigzag it's like a quarter of a mile long (laughs) of line we get there like two and a half hours early and i'm like oh no we have to stand in this line there's like 18 of us and i'm like can we just check in online let's just check in online you can check our like is there a kiosk let's just go to the kiosk and check in like what Every airport in the world, you can do that. No, this sorry, man. This is TJ or Mexico this City? This is Mexico City. Oh, wow. No, you can't do that here. I'm like, what? So all these people are in line. Just to check just in? Just to check in. That's bonkers. I have no, I have no bags. I didn't, I, didn't bring, I didn't even bring my symbols. I brought my clothes and, that, and sticks. That's it. Wow. Um, that's walking a tightrope, Phil. I've never done that because Mexico, you never know. Yeah. But I had a nice kit. It was like a nice DW kit. Um, anyways, uh, we waited in line for like a long time, dude. And um, it got, so I was like, hey, you guys don't understand. I have to make this flight. I can't miss it. Can we check in online? He's like, no, you can't do that. He's like, you have to do that like 
hours before and we never did it. I'm like, why would you not check? This is a huge band. Like, why would you not check us in? <laughs> Two, I see a kiosk on, in the di- distance. Cool. How can we use that thing? Can we use the kiosk? I'll just check. My, I'll just check myself in. Go to the gate. Sorry if you guys don't make it, but I can't miss it. Like my whole job is relying on this. Yeah. If I no show, I'm fired. You know, for a gig, I'm fired. So well, he had me on standby at least. I did. I asked Phil if he could possibly just stand by on like, hey man, I might miss this flight. I might be late at the border. You know, you can land in TJ and be stuck at the border for four hours. Yeah. Everything in Mexico is like up in the air. Take us. St- okay. So we, we do Dude, that whole thing. Got- this is already, I'm already super anxious. Just yeah. from listening to this. We talk about like, okay, so, okay. We go to the kiosk. One of the guys goes to the kiosk. Well, the kiosks are working, but they're out of paper to print your boarding pass. <laughs> you don't have paper in Mexico. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm like, what can they fill it up with paper? Yeah. Everybody's saying, yeah, it's working, but there's no paper. I'm like, that's so Mexico. Okay, so when it gets to like where you're getting close to, okay, we might miss the flight, they just say, forget it. If you're flying to wherever you're going, get in a different line, and then we'll take you at like desk number five. What? Yeah. So we're in the mix of the zigzag line, and then they're saying in Spanish, if you're flying to TJ, get in line in front of desk five. So my whole band gets out and stands in front of desk five, and then they just check us in and we go. I'm like, why don't you do that in the first place? That's insane. And like the whole time, the, the guy that was with us was like, don't worry. They, this is how they do it here. If you're getting, he's like, you won't miss your flight. They're, they'll, they'll make sure they get you in. Even if you're in line, they'll pull you out of line and check you in. So you won't miss it. It just seems like more work than necessary. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that. there a better way to do it? So they, got, they just have to do that every Every, like, every flight every flight they're, they're like were, oh they were, if you're if you're trying to get in this flight come over here now yep. oh this flight exactly that's insane <laughs> yeah and so okay cut forward we get through security <laughs> super lax by the way security like just yeah take your belt off just walk you're good just keep going wow <laughs> okay get through there finally we get into like okay you're gonna go on the jetway you're gonna stand in line on the jetway so we stand in that giant hallway Waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Finally, some dude comes in a yellow like vest, vest, high vis vest, He's talking in Spanish, blah, 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 like pointing. You guys need to turn around and go back out. No. I'm like, bro, I can't miss this flight and it can't be delayed. I'm running late. So everybody's just saying in Spanish, turn around and go back out. They have to change the tire on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Mexico. Seriously, Mexico. Oh, that gives you some... That inspires confidence. Yeah. So the way I always think of like when those situations, I'm like, okay, well, at least we're not flying with a jacked up tire. Like at least they're replacing the tire and at least they're, you know, now we have a new tire that we're flying with. I don't have to worry that the tire might explode on the landing. God. So we all the way at the jetway, like basically to the plane, we have to all turn around and get out and go sit down in the airport again and the gate. And I'm just like, there, there's like the guitar player in the band is is going dude you might as well just cancel your gig now and i'm like shut up dude just think positive man i'm like i'll make it he's like bro you're not gonna make it i'm like dude my stomach already hurts just let's just i'm like smiling like no i'll be fine and so it ended up everything was fine just got on the plane flew to tj um step backwards while we're at the hotel we go i go hey 
you know, I've driven across the border before with a band with on vacation, whatever. You can be there for hours and hours just sitting in traffic with fools trying to sell you corn and wash your windows and dudes doing juggling tricks that want money, you know? Uh. And I'm like, I can't do that. I cannot be stuck sitting at the border to California for four hours because I will miss my gig. So they have this new thing that's called CBX, I think. You just walk through this tunnel. You pay. You have to pay like 20 bucks. But you walk through, no line, nobody selling you anything. It's like walking through the airport. There's like duty-free shops and stuff. Oh, so this is just for pedestrians, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just walk through that. You pay 20 bucks. You buy a ticket. They take you to, through security. You get, and then you, you walk through. Then as soon as you get to the border, uh, patrol, they just, it's like there's no line. It's all clean. They're like, where are you going? Where do you live? All right, have a good day. And you go through. And that's it. So I paid for that. But- I said, hey, at the hotel, I was like, hey, to the to the this guys. This is back in Mexico City yeah. now? Okay. I said, hey, can you guys just have the vans pick us up? They had like, they have, they were a big band. So they have vans. We parked at the Musicians Union, and then the vans took us to TJ. Then we flew to Mexico City from TJ. Okay, well, we're going to land in TJ. So we need vans to take us back to our cars. It's like 30 minutes away. I go, hey, can you have the vans pick us up on the California side and we'll just do the CD- CBX thing? And they're like, maybe it's CDX. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but it's whatever it is. Mm. The guy starts immediately talking Spanish to the band leader and he goes, basically he's saying, oh, well, I provided the shuttles for you guys to get here, but I'm not providing the shuttles for you guys to get back. Ooh. So Mexico. That's so Mexico. So... The band leader's like immediately stressing out, immediately. What do you mean you're not going to provide? We have to get to our cars. And he's like, yeah, that's not my problem. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, there's Mexico again. There you are. You always have a trick up your sleeve. Last time I went out there, they paid us in pesos, which granted, I know that's their currency, but we're in TJ, dude. Everybody uses dollars over there. So now I I have to convert our money and I have to pay a fee for that. So I lost like 60 or $70 of my fee of my pay because I have to pay out my whole band what they agreed to. Oh, it's stuff like that. It's just little things where it's like now the band leader has to pay for 15 or 16 guys to walk across the border through CDX, CBX or whatever, 20 bucks or 15 bucks each. So it's a couple hundred dollars that he had to spend Uh or close to dang. And then, then Uber to $50 or $30 Uber or whatever. We had to split it four ways. Woo. So, you know, it was like $10 here and there. It's just, that's how Mexico was. I have another soapbox about Mexico and it's a doozy. I'm going to have to get to that after our guest. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. I ain't trying to hear that right Come now. on, Mexico. Shape up, buddies. Man. Shape up. Mexico City is not a nice place, man. It's not. Great people. That place is, take the worst parts of TJ, at least where we were. And I've been there a few times. Take the worst parts of TJ and then make a giant city out of that. That's what Mexico City is. It's also sinking. <laughs> There's a volcano that erupted when I was there. Really? Yes. That's I didn't. Crazy. It wasn't like a crazy eruption, like lava everywhere, but giant, huge plume in the sky of just, oh. yeah, of volcano eruption. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna tell you what my other soapbox is about because I'm gonna get into it after Adam comes on. Okay. All right. Let's get him on. Adam Marcello coming right up. Drum Brigade. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. It's the Drum Brigade Podcast. Corey Kingston, Funky Phil. Phil, got a special guest on the line. Yes, we do. <laughs> All the way from Ireland. Please welcome Adam Marcello. Oh, yeah. Yes, thanks for having me. Not yeah. Irish, but in <laughs> Yeah, I think people Although are going to expect... I'm actually you- half Irish. Oh, really? Half Italian, half Irish. Oh, that's cool. Well, nice. yeah, half, yeah, half Guinea, half Mick. I can never be a made man. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a mixture, yeah, man. That's like, <laughs> I that's, mean, northeast, northeast yeah. combo. That's the cocktail right there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, standard up there. <laughs> man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Okay, so let me know. Let me let me let everyone know. Um, you tour MD, musical director for Katy Perry. You're in the house band for American Idol. You've done a bunch of other stuff, recordings and all kinds of things like that. You're are you a Q drums artist? I am Q drums, yeah. Q drums artist, Zildjian artist, Vader artist, among many other things. You're on the top level of, of our industry, of our community, as far as working in the industry and um a top level drummer, of course, as well. Um your resume speaks for itself. And so, man, we're so stoked that you're on the show with us. Thank you so much for doing yeah, this, taking thanks. the time. Um, thanks for having me. You know, we've we've met before. We've hung out. We were both on Warp Tour in 2008 together. Um, no way. Years ago. Yeah, I can't believe that's like 11 or 12 years ago now. But um, yeah, seriously, 08. Man, yeah, I was I was playing with the Agrolites. I was the the guy with the crazy light up spawn drum kit. And, uh, Sick. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we we hung out like quite a bit. Like, we had lunch a lot of the days and catering, and um, yeah, you know, we go way back. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm stoked to to catch up with you again and have you on. And I'm really stoked and excited to see how your career has developed, man. And you know, now you know, back then you were sick, and you know, you were really doing it, but. Now it's like you're on the top level, one of the top dogs in our in our industry. So it's so cool, man. Congratulations. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, thanks. I mean, it was just that I mean, we that was Katie's first like official real tour mm-hmm. tour. You know, we played we'd done like little things here and there and South by Southwest and stuff like that, but this yeah. was this was her first like she's going for it and it was I mean, you remember it was like she was the only real like pop thing right. on, on any of the stages and yeah her record wasn't really out yet and then as the the tour went on man it was like the f- couple singles dropped and it, it just everything changed yeah and she just like snowballed out of control it was crazy i remember starting that tour we did the kickoff party like a few months before and i, yeah, I actually right. i think my band was headlining that show or like going on last i guess but I was like, who's this? That was at the House of Blues, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like, or no, sorry, it was it uh, House of Blues or Key Club or something like that. Something was, like I don't think yeah. the club's not even it's not even there anymore. Yeah, the club it was. Yeah, and um, it was like Beat Union, and then uh, mm. and then you guys, and then us. And um, I was like, who's this Katy Perry chick? And everybody was like, oh, dude, she's gonna blow up. And then we started the tour, totally normal. At the end of the two months, yeah. there was like paparazzi everywhere. She was like a star. Like dude, after that, it was crazy. And we were all just on one bus, so it like. We did this, you know, it started, you know, total garage band style. And then it turned into this crazy pop thing and like this pop success. And we were all just on a bus together. So it was pretty gnarly to be a part of that from the beginning, you know, just the difference. Like, like you said, it started off 
totally cool. And then all of a sudden it just got crazy. Yeah. Not to mention she was sponsored by, I think it was MySpace at the time. Wow. And they had wrapped, (laughs) I know, they had wrapped the bus in like a giant picture of the record. It was a big picture of her. So there was no, everybody knew where we were at all times. There was no escape. There was this whole thing going on, going on, um, in like the bus parking lot with all the other bands mm-hmm. and um we we'd have like a bunch of bands on our bus and all of us were talking about drawing a giant mustache on the side of your guys's bus <laughs> it was just a and big, nobody did it i know it was a big giant picture of her face and it was like oh, i was like i was so close to doing it because at, like after about a month and a half on that tour i was like dude i just want to go home i don't care i'll get kicked off this tour for doing it i'll do it and like oh no dude she would have got a kick out of that that would have been funny <laughs> I think I'm the surprised last, nobody vandalized it. The last day of the tour, I remember driving away in my car. My wife picked me up, and I saw somebody finally did it. They drew a goatee on one side and then drew... Are you serious? Yeah, and they drew a giant handlebar mustache on the other. <laughs> no way. I, we were already done. That was... When, what was that? In Anaheim or something? Yeah, it was like we in, in LA, Pomona or we something. We all drove home. That yeah. Was, we'd moved out already. Oh, okay. That's, that's why. Yeah, oh, so. no. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. That was a good time, though, back then, man. That was like... That was... Yeah. It was so much fun. And the community, you know, it is it is like camp, you know? It, it was yeah. so great. Like, everybody was awesome. The guys from 303, oh, yeah. those guys on that tour. And, you know, it just, we went, like, they would always, they were on our same stage as us. And mm. uh, we would just end up playing with them, you know? We'd just set up, I'd set up a kickstand and a hat and just sit in with them. And the guitar oh, yeah, player would sit that. in. Oh, man, those yeah. were such fun times. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was just a great community, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I were I went like just to check it out a couple of years later, and it was not the same. Maybe it was, but it was like I just remember that tour in particular. A lot of people, a lot of the staff was like, "Man, this is one of the best ones we've had in years." Like everybody seems yeah. to get along, and it was really yeah, cool. yeah. It was a good vibe. It was a good community. Everybody was into each other. You know, yeah. like crazy hardcore bands were into Katie, and yeah. Katie loves all that stuff. You know. Yeah. And the fans seemed to make it work, which was surprising, you know? Yeah. I, I felt like she was just punk rock enough, you know, that it was yeah, like exactly. it was working, you know, it was, it was cool. So, but yeah, yeah man. Anyway, so you've gone on to, you know, do major stuff, man, working on American Idol. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, it's just crazy on the top level, man. Like, how's everything going with you right now? You're living in Ireland. You're, um, you know, yeah, what man, are you up to great. these days? Are you still, you still, touring with katie perry you still like what what are you up to these days yeah i mean I, i'm still playing with katie last tour was the only tour i haven't done in the past i mean 10 11 years yeah and so tony her. royster tony royster was yeah. the one right i know if they get anybody they get tony i mean <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah, i mean he's a great drummer man but like yeah, it's like oh yeah you know it's incredible it's i mean you know he's it, it's funny because he's playing all he was playing all my pads and my programming and the oh, setup cool. was the same so it's just funny, like to, I mean, I love Tony, and yeah. to see him just, like, to to see the maturity too of him just playing four on the floor mm-hmm. with two and four on a pad on a PDA, you know, yeah, it was like, dude, that is serious, yeah, <laughs> you know, because he could do, he could play pretty much anything he wants right now, right, <laughs> and right. it would probably sound incredible, but he's doing it, he's playing the parts, you know, yeah. Well, that, that being said though, that says a lot about you, you know, as, as her actual drummer and then having somebody like Tony sub for you, 
is you know is <laughs> it's saying a lot about your ability too you know that you've you've held yeah. that gig down I mean, for so many years and you know it's it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's i mean she's great she's super awesome and and so involved with everything you know that's i love it i love it for that respect because you know it's not just we show up and she sings on top of whatever we're playing you know mm-hmm. she's super involved in all the arrangements and all anything music related she wants to be the the point person which is great because that's how it should be you know yeah i mean every artist should be i i find it strange when i hear of other bands and other artists who don't care about that kind of stuff they don't they just want to show up do their thing and whatever happens is they're fine with yeah I, i find that strange you know like you know even the idea of an md like you're the artist. You're the end. You're the director here. Like right. you're the one who should be in charge. And and she definitely is, you know? Yeah. And so it's your job to like accomplish that, what she wants. Right. Yeah. And, and Chris Pooley is her acting MD now from the last tour. Okay. And I'm sort of band decoder ring, I guess. Okay. Translator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speak the language of, this stuff make sure the band can do it and you know katie get that get that translation across you know yeah but uh, but it's been it's been super rad and she's great to work with and you know i've just i've been lucky enough to sort of be there and be part of it all you know man what a what a great gig i mean just playing playing giant arenas now and you know like what's what's the travel like are you guys flying in pl- private jets or are you guys doing like your own bus or like what's it what's Sometimes. it like at that level <laughs> it depends on the gig man i mean everybody kind of pulled the ripcord nobody really lives in la anymore okay um you know a- after maybe the third because pretty much the same guys that have been around for years now after maybe the third or fourth tour everybody kind of migrated away um so we're all coming from different places we all sort of regroup in la for rehearsals and, and production and all that kind of stuff but mm. i mean it depends on the gig man we we're flying out i'm going back to la start of the next month for some rehearsals and then we fly out to india for a, a one-off wow. one-off show just a big festival it's going to be mega huge yeah. you know soccer stadium vibes but it's you know one show fly out across <laughs> the world <laughs> that's amazing man yeah dude that's that's awesome so um what about um american idol that's so every dude every time i watch american idol i don't like my wife loves it um yeah and uh so like sometimes when we're just hanging out i'm always like dude the band is so killing it's like yeah it's every so every great. idol band has been so good and yeah. was, you know i played that first season because katie was a judge okay and she was doing it in like coinciding with the tour that i just that i wasn't doing mm-hmm. because i wanted to sort of slide over into the into the band like katie can i play in your band on tv instead yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh so i did that season and it was i mean that is a totally different ball game man like you know i I grew i went to berkeley in boston Mm -hmm. um and thank goodness for my sort of background in in reading and you know because it's all charts just coming at you and that's sometimes these oh yeah yeah it's just like it, tons of tons of charts last minute you know and and you kind of have to 
there's that thing of like, oh, I know this song, but I don't because it's a 30 second edit. So uh, whatever I think I know about this tune, I got to forget it because we're not going to the bridge. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. it's Wow. Totally so, random. So, you know, lots of reading. You got to be on your toes, you know, but it's fun. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun that season. I had a great time, man. Yeah, that so that was my question. Like, what's it? What's the protocol kind of like? What is how does that gig work? You know, I was going to say, is it charted? You know, are you playing to tracks? Are you like, you know, like what's it's probably all of the above, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it started off. There's no tracks because there's, you know, 70 or 80 contestants yeah. that are, they have three minutes. Essentially, we had a stack of 75 charts. Jeez. something along those lines i can't <laughs> remember exactly stack of charts and we got them you know we got a, a bunch of them like maybe two days before and we we're able to work it out you know or a couple days before whatever it was we were able to work through a bunch of them but you know everything changes on game day you know yeah. so these these contestants had maybe i can't remember how long it was like two minutes or something to come on walk on stage introduce themselves play the song and then walk off that's it that's all you get and we're just banging these songs out and some kids would come up and be like hey can we do a reggae version of this song (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah man it's it's your dime like we'll do it (laughs) wow what happens and and it worked out you know i but some of these these people that you know they're they're great musicians but some some of them had never even really performed with other people before you know yeah so it was pretty hectic. So I had, you know, a bit of pre-production with, you know, you know, triggers and samples and stuff like that, because it's important to some of these songs. It's, we're in the pop world still, so mm. you have to kind of emulate those sounds. So I was just running everything from, you know, an SPDSX, the Roland pad. Right. But I was also running click and any kind of loops. I was doing it all from the one pad because oh, we didn't man. really have time. There was no there were no tracks at the beginning. So it was just banging it all out from that one. Thank goodness for that piece of gear. Cause yeah. it really ran the show for the first couple of episodes. And then Whoa. as it goes on, as they, <laughs> they sort of shrink the, the cast down, uh-huh. you know, contestants get, they get fewer and fewer. Then we had more rehearsal time and we would actually work with the contestants. And then there were tracks involved and, okay. and it got more like a, like a show vibe, but it, it was super fun, man, man. Crazy and keeps you level. on your toes live, live TV, millions of people. <laughs> Don't know what's going to happen. I'm so, going to count you in. I hope, geez, I hope you come man. in. Um, and if they don't, it's on them, right? It's like you I guys know, know exactly. your stuff. Wow. But that being said, if I don't want to be the, the guy who made a mistake and sent some person home because I came in in the wrong place. So the band, we can, there's no mistakes allowed. You know, yeah. like you cannot. If you make a mistake, you just ruin this 14-year-old's chance. Oh, my gosh. And that's horrible. Like, I don't <laughs> oh want to be responsible gosh. for that. I cannot deal with that pressure. kind of pressure, man. <laughs> I can't. It's uh, too much. So do you do you have a tech that, like, programs all your stuff for your SP, the SPDSX or, like, you do it all yourself? You're taking I time? do it all myself. I love, I love that side of it, too. I do a lot of that uh, separately for other artists and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Um yeah, I I love programming and sampling and and doing all that stuff. Um That's with awesome. Katie, there's a there's a track guy, of course. Uh-huh. Um but I I work with him. I do I'll do all my my programming and automation and I'll send him the stuff and he just plugs it in. And you can run it from it doesn't matter what track. You run it from Ableton or Pro Tools. Anything yeah. that I send can be sent back. It's just MIDI files, you know. Yeah. So I I love doing that stuff. So I'm I'm really sort of embedded in that, you know. 
It's so, it's so like, I'm so fascinated with all this stuff. Cause it's like, it's just not like what I do. It's not what you do really feel right. You know, like doing it on that level, thinking about the pressure that's on you for like American Idol. And I can't imagine like that. Millions oh, yeah. of people watching. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's like destiny on this show is in your hands yeah. kind of, you know, it's yeah. like, and I there's Ryan Seacrest. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crazy, man. <laughs> he just waved to me. That's weird. <laughs> and, you know, super strange. That comes across though with the band, always the bands on, on American Idol. It's like, this is the top level in our field. This is, there's no mistakes being made. These guys are on the top of, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you gotta, you have to, there has to be some level of, even if I make a mistake, no one knows, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because everyone, we all we're all human. We all make mistakes, but the mistakes that we will make are not detectable. Yeah. I will sit up at night, you know, crying over it, but <laughs> no one heard that sixteenth note that went a little askew. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what about like the the rehearsals during the week? Like, do you guys like how many t- days a week do you rehearse for? Like the 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 show is the show recorded live? Yeah, because everybody votes live. Well, you know, the the first couple of episodes were pre-recorded. Okay. And then they split those up. Like, because there are so many contestants, they split those up into, like, multiple episodes. Oh, yeah. And then as it went on, I think maybe halfway through the season, that's when it goes full live and everyone can can vote from home. Right. um, In real time. But, you know, it wasn't that much rehearsal. We would show up. The band, maybe we would get a rehearsal ourselves, but that was super rare. Wow. We would just show up, you know, the day on a, on like a Friday, we would show up and as it went on, you know, when uh, we're talking down to like maybe 14 contestants, 10 mm-hmm. contestants, you'll work with them, play the song once, you know, as, as much as you can, but it usually works out. We're getting one run through with the, with the contestant. Yeah. And then the next day is dress rehearsal. So you get another run through, but it, that's just, there's no stopping you. You have to play it. You yeah, know? it's basically just the show, right? Like you're just rehearsing yeah. the show. Yeah, wow. and then Sunday you go, you go live. Man, that's amazing, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so yeah, awesome. It's hectic. Have hectic. you ever had any of the contestants just completely go off the rails? Like it, it they just butchered their song, <laughs> came in at the wrong I mean, time. I or think anything? it happened a couple of times. Like someone would come in in the wrong place, or just singing the wrong part, like the wrong verse, yeah, words over something, or. I think one one time one one girl forgot and kind of did a little dance move until the pre-chorus came in and then oh, it was yeah. fine. Yeah. But they were all pro enough at that point to to pick themselves up. There were there were there were no like obvious train wrecks of this can't go like this is it like yeah. we're stopping. You know, we've never had to do that. So. <laughs> that's what I've <laughs> Thank always goodness. I that's what I I've, cuz I've I've always like wondered if it is truly live if something goes sideways where the singer is just completely just butchered this song do they have to mm. like stop and like lay let's take that again or is it just nope, like, nope it's going <laughs> it was live man it was surprising that. to me too you know because so we'll cool. play you know all my friends i would i would look down and i have like 50 texts every time we go to commercial break i'm looking at like 50 texts all my friends being like you know adding their two cents in of like who they think's better and who's gonna win and oh yeah like geez but it was like that to me made it even more alive because it's like wow this is they're seeing this as we're doing it you know right. this is not it's not like i'm i'm sitting on the i'm watching it myself and my friends are texting me you know That's amazing. it was like in the moment which was and it was great it was super fun yeah what an interesting and then we got, you know 
Yeah, and like Lionel, Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan are the judges, and Jeez. you know got to play all night long. And hello with Lionel Richie. Like, <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> that's cool. How crazy is that? Yeah, dude. Man, that that's so great. Fun. That's so great. Um, I. <sighs> I would love to just sit behind the drums and watch it happen, you know, like yeah. just watch you play and watch it, like look at the charts and like, just, I just would, I'm so like, I'm so intrigued by this whole thing. Like, I, got, I got a question. I got to ask are the charts. So you had like 75 charts Were they like proper yeah. drum charts or were they were no, you looking at no, a horny no, chart or something? It was just like a, a lead sheet, basically not okay. even a lead sheet. It was just like lyrics and like some melody, some in there, but chord charts basically. Okay. And I would have to notate it myself. So I, okay. I would, and it was, all, we didn't have, no one was on iPads or anything. So we're on like actual paper. Oh, wow. What? So what we did was we all put it in these, uh, in those like sort of plastic folder slip in things. Yeah. And we we were using wet erase markers because we, we had to make so many changes on the fly. There was oh, no time man. to pick up an eraser and scribble it out. So I had this wet erasing and I had a, a tissue that was that was wet on my music stand <laughs> sounds so gross the snot rag on the on the music stand just ready to to wipe it off and and rewrite it or whatever so yeah i was just making all my my stuff on the fly oh wow, wow. okay but that's that's, cool. that's how that's how it's done you know in in my when i was growing up like to me that's what the pros did you know yeah. i can, i my idea of what a studio session was when i was a little kid was some dude showing up, he gets a chart, he marks it up and then he plays it and then he's out getting sushi, you know, yeah, like that, yeah, that yeah. to me was like how it was done. So this was like sort of an extension of that in my mind to, I, to make that a reality. I, for some reason, I think a lot of drummers think that there's not a lot of reading involved in the high end pop gigs. Um, mm. you know, and like, I, I, I mean, that's just my assumption, but it's cool to hear yeah. that. And like a lot of the charts that I get for, like I play in a big band and they're like that. A lot of them are just chord charts or like yeah, a, a trumpet exactly. lead chart or something where, you know, and it's like, so that's that, that, that kind of, t- but you got kicks, you have things you have to hit. You can see it written there. Yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll put in like the, it's like kind of like a scaled down lead sheet a lot of the times, you know, and then yeah, I, totally. I never really make any notes. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. kind of lazy like that. I can see where the horn blasts are. I'll yeah, hit it. Exactly. That's, <laughs> um, that's cool. But it's not like that meant when Mike Dawson came on, he, he like subbed on Broadway. Yeah. And that's oh, kind of wow, like yeah. some heavy reading. He, he said he <laughs> like transcripted the whole show, like wrote it out <laughs> yeah. note for yeah. note so that they wouldn't notice a difference of the drummer he was subbing for versus him, you know? Jeez. <laughs> like, dude, that's, that's heavy. That's yeah. even heavier, man. I think that's his, like his quote was, I feel like I like when I'm done with this three hour show, I felt like I was in a fight for three hours. Like I'm just <laughs> completely <laughs> exhausted. <laughs> yeah dude that's crazy and he was just subbing yeah he was just subbing so scary scary Um, stuff so we have a question of the day like kind of a topic of the day and then we'll get on the wheel Mm. so all right let's yeah uh, let's let's do that drum brigade podcast oh yeah don't make fun of our whack drops all right (laughs) i love it you got that 808 clap in the background too come on Uh, that's a thick one (laughs) (laughs) we always laugh every time we hit our drops because they're just so corny but whatever (laughs) that's good i love it it. um so we i was just thinking about you know earlier earlier today before you came on you know you as a drummer um obviously you know you're a berkeley grad you're a fantastic amazing drummer but 
for pop Thanks, gigs, um, of course, yeah. And and like for pop gigs, you know, we hear a lot of the the gospel chop guys, for lack of better words. I hate. I know these guys all hate being called that, but it's kind of become a thing. It's a in thing our now. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a descriptive term now. Yeah. So we know what that means. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And so um, I know a lot of that stuff. Like in the pop world, you have to you know comp some of that stuff. But um, yeah. You know, you, you, you play mostly like traditional grip. I've noticed, um, Mm -hmm. you play like normally sometimes I guess you play like a four piece kit and you know, you're very versatile drummer. Um, so how, what is your like thought? What is your move? What is your, you know, your thing to go in and get a lot of these gigs? I don't know if you, you do a lot of auditions anymore in your career, but, um, if you know, how do you go in and then get these these for like our listeners who may be students or people that are trying to get into the pop world and and play on these big on a big level like you how do you go in and get the gig over another you know guy that may be like the guy who grew up playing in church the gospel chop drummer way on top crazy shredding Mm -hmm. fills and all that stuff versus somebody who's going to play the gig down and do it well and do maybe some of that stuff, but that's not like your forte, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's a, it's a great question. And, you know, um, I know that people do, I know this is like a struggle right now because, you know, it is, it is such a thing and it is so important, especially in the pop and R and B world. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's all it is. Yeah. But you know, there are, there's a, there's a a bunch of criteria you need to meet. Uh, Like when I was doing it, I don't know if it if it holds true anymore, but you know, I just played with everyone. Yeah, any chance I could get. You know, I was playing with all the songwriters in town. I was playing on, you know, dance gigs. I was playing any gig that would come my way. I would take it mm-hmm. and just show everybody that I could do anything. You yeah, know, I wasn't married to one specific style. I can I can do it all. I'm better at certain things. Right. Um. And then when you when you if you're going on an audition you're getting the music, you're getting whatever material you have to learn. Try to get as much information up front as you can. Like l- try to talk to the MD and say, am I playing this? Is this a literal translation? Do you want me to get samples? Do you want me to get sounds? Do you want me to, you know, do a version of it on acoustic drums? Do you want me to play fills over it? Can I do that kind of stuff? Or do you want it just locked down to the tune? Yeah. Get as much info up front and then, you know, do the best you can to, to fit that criteria. But it also comes down to just like, you know, being cool and friendly and, you know, and showing up prepared, you know, right. like I, I find it strange these days. Cause I do a lot of teaching over here. Um, and I do like clinics and master classes and those kinds of things. But when I, when I teach, I always find it strange that I have to have the conversation of, come prepared like if you don't if you don't show up to a an audition or a, or a rehearsal and if you don't know the material that's like strike one before you even start you know yeah. like, it's just so strange to me because i my mentality back then was i want to be as the perfect version of what i can do wow. to present it to them you know like that was always where i was coming from and i i just find it strange when i met with people that are just like oh you know i i didn't really have time or i had to you know walk the dog or whatever. I mean, we all have, (laughs) yeah, I've got two kids. Like I I have a lot of responsibilities, you know? Right. But it's so, uh, I mean, 
I, I think it comes down to what the main thing with you know gospel chops or chops in general. Mm-hmm. Like, because I I don't even the, the gospel chop thing. Like, you watch the the Buddy Rich '89 show, yeah. And, they played every single gospel chop that whatever's called gospel chops now yeah. they played every one in that you know eight minutes of time like, right right they nailed all of it so vinny's been doing called? all that stuff for years yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah tony williams been doing that stuff exactly for years, you know? <laughs> like it but now it has a name and it has like a thing connected to it and like an, a look and a vibe and a style like that it's important to be able to do that you know but yeah. i think I always try to come from a place of being musical. You know, I, I was taught to play for the songs and play for the music, you know? Yeah. So I'm not out there because I, I notice a lot of times it can become just a sp- gymnastics. It's, it's a sport, you know, it's yeah. like I can jump higher than you or whatever it is. And I love chops. I think they're incredible. And I, you know, strive to get as fast as I can play and, and, you know, any kind of crazy stuff I want to be able to pull off, but within the context of a song, like people like Vinny, you know, yeah, he yeah. has every chop in the world that's ever been played <laughs> under his exactly. hands at any moment. Right. But he picks the, what makes him someone like him so special is he'll just sit there and play. And then all of a sudden he'll say something incredible. Right. And it's the gnarliest thing. And it was the perfect moment. That to me is so much more special and musical than than sitting there and just blowing over the whole time because it's it's just too much you don't have to play all the notes in this one song (laughs) exactly (laughs) leave some for someone else yeah yeah exactly so no that what you said too about like coming prepared and and you know being cool and you know being on time and all that stuff it's such great advice and so well said because you know a lot of a lot of kids miss that these days or a lot of, a lot of not even kids, a lot of drummers, you know, a lot of drummers come to impress, yeah. you know, to come to wow you and, but they're not playing music. They're just exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that's, that's, and that's great. to that same, you know, I, in that same realm of thought for me, it's like, you know, chops are awesome, but I, to me, I'm not going to remember I'm not singing back. You know, I'm not yeah. singing that back after I go to a concert, but I am going to sing back. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> sings that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and someone like Percaro was playing hooks, man. Right. They're, they're crazy parts sometimes, but they were like, they were hooks. And that to me is what it's all about is making music. Right. You know, like, and and if you can do that with your chops, that's you're on another level. You're Vinny, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you're one of those guys, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's excellent. It's that's the that's the difference between guys that are working out there, working and doing it on a top level, even, and guys that are making cool YouTube videos or Instagram fifteen second mind blowers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and those are awesome. Difference. And I lo- I every morning I wake up and I'm drinking coffee and I'll scroll through all my favorites and this is like this is incredible. Yeah. Okay. Now I got to go learn a song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got to go play two and four. (laughs) And and that's the thing. Like I always, I constantly have to say this on our show because a lot of like my, like, I feel like in order to work, you have to have some of that. Like I, like you, you know, like we were saying, Absolutely. um, I didn't grow up playing in church. I didn't, you know, I'm just not that guy. A lot of people, I'm a tall black dude and people think I'm a gospel chop church drummer. And so yeah. it's like, dude, that's not, I grew up, you know, playing punk and ska and reggae and, 
you know, and now I play a lot of pop, like local pop gigs. I don't have like a major pop gig, but I have to kind of play it like, like that. Like the guys do it live, you know, and I have to play with a lot of attack and, and all that stuff. But the, you know, it's something that my dad like kind of raised me to, and I've talked about in interviews and all that kind of stuff too, but it's like, man, in order to work for me, I've had to be able to play everything. I've had to go from mm-hmm. a hardcore ska or reggae gig and then the next day be on a country gig and the next day be on a pop gig. And, you totally. know, and so, and you have to make it feel right and you have to make it sound right. And, you know, it has to be believable. You can't sound like a ska drummer playing country that <laughs> it just doesn't work. Exactly. And so, um, you know, and that's, that's the thing that I, I like that you said that, it, it, you know, you remember these fills that are musical, but they feel good. Picaro's music, like his playing felt good. You know, yeah. you could feel it in your bones and it, it's like to do that. That's, that's what I think you're doing on the big stage is like, you're, you're bringing back feel to this music. It's not all about, you know, these crazy chops, which I love that too. <laughs> but, I love it. And yeah. I love to do it. And sometimes Katie's cool with that, you know, and like watching Tony on the tour, he had definite moments of, like Katie's just like okay, just do your thing, and he's yeah. just playing as fast as he can, and it's a moment, and it's a thing, and it was awesome. But when it came time, you know, he played the parts. Yeah. But that's the thing, you know. Sometimes you could do that, and the artist turns around, and they're like, "Nope, oh really? No more sounds from you. I don't want to hear one more tom." <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. Like you, that, and and that comes with sort of like reading the room, you know, like looking around and seeing what is expected and, and how it's supposed to sound. And, you know, it, it's, it's all part of the process, you know, like putting it all together, you know, as yeah. a musician. Well, I've heard some, some musicians say, you know, that when, the, when egos start getting in the way and it starts becoming the me show, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like, I want to show, you know, I want to get a dope clip for Instagram or whatever. <laughs> like I heard a music, I can't remember who it was, but they said, Hey, all these people that are here in this arena came to see, the artist you're backing up if you could be away yeah. you could not be on this gig tomorrow and they or you could be the only one on the stage no one is paying to come see you they're coming to see her <laughs> exactly you know so yeah, we'd always say that that was always our thing like you know on the way to we're playing in peru or something band Katy perry band dies in horrible plane crash show goes on <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> like, you know like no one knew no one cared yeah no one <laughs> as scheduled yeah and, and you know like, but like without you guys it's like her her show is you know she's able to do what she does with you guys but without her it's like it's a big difference you know and so absolutely if we think like that i think it's a lot better for our our ego or whatever that's how we keep our gigs right you know we, we don't have well, to like yeah yeah. And and it's like that idea of like, you know, we're the support. We're we're ba- we're a backing band. We're yeah. side musicians, you know. But that whole idea of, you know, these guys I'll hang out with some of my friends they're doing like 80s and 90s cover bands and mm-hmm. stuff like that and they're like, "Man, I just I wish I could be on a gig like you." And it's like, "Dude, I'm in a cover band. Like I didn't write these songs. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I just happen to be doing it with the person who sang them." But right. it essentially is a cover band. I'm I'm supporting them to the best of the song you know i'm trying to sound like you're playing sledgehammer yeah right now and you're making it sound like manu Kache. like i'm doing this thing and i'm trying to sound like the program drums or i'm so- trying right. to sound like josh freeze or whoever recorded on this track from you know whatever yeah so like 
I'm, I'm essentially in a cover band, you know, like same, same vibes, That's you know, same awesome. approach. <laughs> so cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've dude, me and Phil have both had to copy you a many a time, <laughs> you know, like yeah. and, and yeah. on a uh, plan in cover bands around town or whatever, doing corporate gigs and casuals and, you know, so nice. yeah, <laughs> of course, funny. man. Um, <laughs> Very that's cool, funny. man. That was, that's well, well said, like well said for that whole, that question. That's like a really cool perspective and like a, a perspective that we wouldn't ordinarily get, you know, we, we can assume, but for somebody that's like out there doing it and giving up that perspective is really cool for, for us and our listeners. So yeah, right yeah. on. I mean, I think it still stands true. I haven't been like on an audition audition in a mm-hmm. while, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's still, I think that's a pretty timeless approach yeah you know? well, even if even if you've landed a gig you know th- that's good advice on how to keep your gig you know or yeah, how to sure. develop sure. that into another gig you know or how to get hired for something else or you know it all yeah, absolutely it all works together so all right let's um let's uh spend the wheel of death Woo. oh my goodness <laughs> drum, 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 drum brigade podcast oh boy i just hit the same drop or maybe my drop <laughs> got got changed Hold on, I'm going to do another job. one. It's a good one. Here, let's right, try let's this one. There you go. That's better. That's better. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dropping the ball, man. My, my, uh... It's no content basically is the word. <laughs> my, my drops. <laughs> uh, it's just not that funky, honestly. This, this one of our, <laughs> one of our guests, um, Zach Nager... He's a really funky drummer, man. We took a bunch of drops from his seg or his his show a few weeks ago. Cool. Um, nice. All right, the, the wheel of death. It's it's not what you think. It's just a casual. No one's gonna get hurt. No one's gonna get hurt. No one's gonna, <laughs> no death. No death involved. actually happens. <laughs> we just couldn't think of a name, and we didn't want to call it like the drum brigade fun wheel or something. So <laughs> <laughs> so we call it the wheel of death. So I'm gonna spin it. Perfect. All right. Um, <laughs> um, this is, dude. It's like this is like the drum morning show or something. It's like we're it like is. A, <laughs> it's so good. Um, okay, so what's this is a fitting question. I think we always get this one first. Um, what is the best part of your job? Ooh. Why are you rolling your eyes, Phil? I feel like we get this one every <laughs> we single do. week. I, I think the wheel's broken. Dude. The wheel kind of it's broken. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> but I still want to know. I still want to know. Like. <laughs> best part of my job um i I, i'm playing drums man like that's (laughs) like seriously i i did i was a kid and i said i want to do that and i get to do that that's cool you know that's the best part i get to hit things (laughs) in front of people that's phil's token line i get to hit things with sticks yeah exactly (laughs) it's the dumbest job in the world any drummer yeah yeah Uh, that's cool um Dude, that moment when the lights go out and you have to go, you walk out on stage and people start freaking out and, and then Katy oh, yeah. Perry walks out on stage and people start freaking out and you guys, then they freak out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that moment for me, even on a small stage or whatever is like, oh man, that's the best. There's nothing is, like man. that. Nobody gets so to experience good. that. Yeah. That's the best so for me. That and I love, I love teaching kids and watching them develop into yeah when you see that thing when you see someone struggling yeah and then their brain they have that brain snap Mm -hmm. and it's like oh i can do it now and then they can do it and then they look at you and they're like 
you were right. I just needed to keep doing it. I just needed to practice it. (laughs) You know, like that is cool. Yeah. You can like see their brain actually like the synapse fire and all of a sudden, yeah, I can do paradiddles now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. Funky Phil. We always say the same thing. Yeah, huh? man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a professional caveman. I just hit things <laughs> and they make sound and people give me money. That's a pretty unbeatable I mean, job. Yeah. Exactly. What's <laughs> better than that? Yeah, dude. All right, here we go again. <laughs> Dumb sound drops, dude. Okay. Here's an odd one. Uh, Radiohead or Oasis? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to say Radiohead. I, I, but with a caveat of I was never like mega, super mega Radiohead fan. Not that I don't like them. I just was not rabid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I am always embarrassed when I say that because I'll hear a song <laughs> and be like, wow, this is awesome. And they're like, dude, this is Radiohead. This is from like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Radiohead, duh. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love. I love their experimentation. And oh, like, yeah. They get away with doing really amazing things. Oasis is cool, but they kind of threw me off with the whole We Are the Beatles thing. Oh, like, yeah. Come on. Get out of here with that. I get what they were saying. Like, if they were around in the 60s and there was no template for what they were doing, yeah. maybe they would have been the Beatles. But no, they're just following on the shoulders of the biggest giants yeah. you know if there was no beatles then i don't know if there would be any you so like exactly you know? exactly uh i have to i i really love both bands really like yeah. a lot but um i have to go with radiohead dude radiohead okay. radiohead's okay. dope yeah. Radio, yeah radiohead crosses boundaries like i feel like oasis does too but they're very british and they're like <laughs> i i really like the cockiness of of the attitude behind the two brothers and like yeah, you know, all that. So I I just um I I have like one thing that I always love. I probably said this on the show before, but um there was a, a like a while ago when um that band uh, System of a Down came out. <laughs> they asked one of the brothers. I don't remember who it was. They asked him. So how do you feel about some of the new bands coming out? You know, like for example, System of a Down. And his answer was, "Well, I'm just happy to be alive to hear one of the worst bands of all time." <laughs> Wow. And I'm like, dude, these dudes do not hold back. They don't care. <laughs> it's like so That's funny. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh man. Phil, what do you got? Who do you like? Oh yeah, Radiohead, hands down. They're yeah, just they're way more I think they're way more creative and interesting. Yeah. And original. I, I pretty much always didn't like Oasis at really? all. No, yeah. yeah. I like I like the whole like mod thing British thing. Yeah, like, but cool. I like the Beatles, you know, but, like yeah. the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you put on the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would much rather listen to the Beatles than Oasis, if that's you know. Yeah. You know, so, but and you're I, right. Radiohead, they're like stretching music. Yeah, they're doing something that hasn't been done, which is very cool. I have to admit, I didn't get it at first. I was like, but what happened to like you know the creep sound that they had? Yeah, exactly. Like, really, very alternative rock sound. But then mm-hmm. now I'm like, yeah, who cares about that, dude? This, listen to that. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's dope. They got like songs in five and it's cool, man. Yeah. Very creative. And they get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. <clears throat> uh, I love this one. Snap your fingers. You're no longer a drummer. What's your career? Oh. Mm. 
can I can it be any career? anything? Yeah, anything. Like not even something that I might not even be good at. Yeah, no, you don't have to be good at it at all. But if you were, oh. like, you have no skills as a drummer whatsoever. You are not a drummer. So what are you going for? I don't know. <clears throat> Pro skater? Like, oh what's... yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine are like I don't that know what too. I could get away with mine. Yeah. Mine, mine are like weird still like kind of in the entertainment field <laughs> like oh i would be like yeah, a yeah exactly pro i kind of like like arrested development of when i started playing drums of like things that i did that i was like kind of into like mm. skating bmx like but then drums took over and that's and i'm still doing it so it's like yeah. i gotta revert back to being a cartoon artist i don't know like, what, <laughs> what was draw comic books yeah <laughs> that could be what that would could i be cool. into <laughs> Yeah. I think, um, for me, I I always think about like what I'm into. So I don't know, man, I would like, I'm like, Oh, I'd be a podcaster, but like, I'm, I guess that's not a drummer, (laughs) you know? So, but I'm like already doing that. (laughs) So, um, if I wasn't in like, if, if I wasn't in music, I, who knows, I would just probably want to have a fun job doing what should I do? I always, I always, every time we ask this question, I always say I would want to be a pro cyclist or a Really? Like a motocross rider or something. Sick. <laughs> something like that, like extreme or pro skater or something cool like that. Yeah, dude. But um, I think if I'm going to say that today, maybe like a writer or something, like a mm. write novels, like yeah. about people. See, there's something, something nice about that. Sit in a room in yeah. the quiet yeah. and do something. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> something creative, though. I want to do something creative. For sure. Funky Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, I think today, today I'm just going to be like, uh, I don't know if this job even exists, but I'm going to just pretend it does. Okay. Where I'll just get paid to go and write reviews about hot tubs. <laughs> <laughs> yes travel to Very, all that's sorts pretty of good. whatever great hot tubs are out there and I'll write a review about it and they just like give me heaps of money for it. <laughs> i mean They're if you can be anything that's what i'm gonna do okay. only one a day one hot tub a day that's it and five grand a day dude yeah Come on. one hot tub a day and you know i could do more if i want but <laughs> okay well a if we can pick anything good, i'm gonna be like a donut reviewer i'm just gonna eat donuts yeah, exactly. every day do it <laughs> oh god amazing okay here we go few more okay you can be a superhero <laughs> and uh you have a superpower you don't have to be a, pow- a hero you don't have to be a hero but you have a superpower right just one mm-hmm. just one you can like you oh, can boy. fly you can be invisible you can no, no, yeah no just no superman thing where you have like a bunch of different ones yeah you can just only sure. have one superpower What's it okay, so be? I'm picking a superpower? Yes. <laughs> um, maybe teleportation. Oh, that would be great. Maybe yeah. gig's pretty easy. I wouldn't even have thought exactly. of that. Exactly. Can I'd you bring your drums with then, you? Yeah, maybe if I'm touching, I have to be touching them. So I guess okay. that's where the rack comes into place, right? Everything's touching. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, I gotta get a drum rack. Then now. you can have Jeez. just put everything on your rock and roller and grab the handle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Point. Yeah, dude. Uh, I guess I'm going for that. Either that or Gospel Chop Man. <laughs> gospel <laughs> Chop Man. <laughs> just 
No. Yeah, Captain Chops. Yeah, Captain, Captain Chops. Captain Chops. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a, yeah. Teleportation would be amazing because then you just, no late night drives home from a gig, no fly out dates with an upset stomach, nothing. Just, you're there. Yeah. Do you have limits? Can In you, your bed. Can you yeah. teleport to the moon? Oh, wow. Ooh. I mean, you would die instantly, but <laughs> without worth proper the risk, protection. Though. But yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, you could do it. Sweet. I'm not going to try it first, Phil. You could try it first, but let me know <laughs> if it works, and then I'll do it. Just yeah. put on your goggles. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> your what's, eyes will be protected. <laughs> what's your superhero uh, superhero uh, superpower? My superpower would be uh, invincibility. There you what do go. you mean? You I would be invincible. Dang. Nothing could kill me or hurt me. You sure you want that, though? Not even old age. <laughs> You want to just live forever? <laughs> I'd live forever. The whole, in this world? The whole earth could get swallowed up by the sun, and I'd just be like floating around <laughs> by myself. You'd be miserable, dude. <laughs> Your drums would melt. Five billion talking, years from now, We're yeah. talking about billions. By, if I haven't figured something cool out within five billion years, then shame yeah. on me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> by then, I'll be cruising around space in some crazy zany spaceship and getting in yeah. crazy epic space battles and... Who knows? That's oh kinda, boy, that's kind of cool. I'm Invincible, into that. Invincible. All no right. alien can kill me, even Corey. Dude, that's cool. <laughs> just carry the show on for just you know show show three hundred million. You're still just Episode there's no drums anymore. Billion. Yeah, he's just even interviewing aliens and yeah. How did you survive yeah. the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a crazy one, Phil. Never heard you say that before. Invincible. But. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I'm, I'm teleporting. Forget that. I'll die, but I, I just want to teleport for right now. <laughs> Every, my life is totally the same. I just don't need to travel. Teleport. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more. One more. Okay. Oh, boy. It's this one again. We asked this with Thomas Lang, and he had uh-huh. the craziest story oh. ever. Uh, the, oh, no. the question is, what is your weirdest fan moment? Oh, see, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have fan moments. I mean, they're like, they're, they're not weird. Yeah. I'll be like in line at Disneyland and someone will recognize me and I'll be there with my kids and they're like, Hey, you know, I was at the show the other night. You sounded really great. Thanks. And that, that's like as weird as it gets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's not, they're not weird, but my favorite moments are and this is sort of a throwback to when what we were talking about with everyone's there to see katie you know yeah everyone's there to see the artist and there's the long thrust out front where they run up and down when when she's at the front of that mm-hmm. all heads are on her we could be doing backflips <laughs> doing the coolest thing in the world and no one would be looking except for that one dad who brought his daughter to the show with the Metallica shirt. Yeah. <laughs> looking at, pointing at us with his fist in the air. Like, I see you guys. Oh, that's cool. Those are, those are my people. Those yeah. are my fans. <laughs> but that's not to say that the kids, are, like, whoever came to the show are not into the, the music and the band because they are. But all. Uh-oh. Did we just lose him? Hello? Oh, oh, did you uh, lose me? I lost oh, you. Yeah. yeah, we lost the last bit of that. Oh no! Oh, I don't know. It's all, it's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. That's see, that's if I'm on that stage, I'm doing it for that guy, man. I'm just like the guy, exactly. the dad yeah. in the Metallica shirt. Like, 
I'm like, heck yeah, buddy. Let's go have a beer after this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I, I have it. a, I have an odd fan moment where I was the fan, but I mm. wasn't a fan yet. My dad has told this story on this show <clears throat> when I met Tony Williams. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I would, I'd probably be crying, you know, obviously like, <laughs> but, but, um, when I was like, I was probably 12 or 13, I was just like into punk and not i was like into like kind of metal drummers like i was into primus and stuff so like yeah, i was not feeling jazz drummers at all and my dad my dad's a jazz singer so he was like oh you, i want you to meet this man and he's like oh, takes goodness. me up to tony williams and he's like mr williams i just want to introduce you to my son he's an aspiring drummer he's a young up-and-coming drummer and he's i wanted to introduce you to one of the legends and you know in in music and in jazz and Dude, I was like looking around, like could not care less that I was meeting oh, no. Williams. And my oh, dad no. was so he like shakes my hand. He's he's dude, he's like he's in his double breasted jacket holding a cigar. You touched his hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, like now Whoa. I'm just like, I wish there was like a transfer of power, you know? Like <laughs> exactly. I could just pick up one, like a couple of his skills. But um I was looking around. He's like, Hey, nice to meet you, young man. And I was just like, whatever, bro. <laughs> and then <laughs> my dad's like, do you know who that was? My dad was furious. Do you know who that was? And I'm like, dad, I don't know that fool. And like, we just oh, kept, no. kept walking, dude. <laughs> oh, it's so well, embarrassing. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. So, and never had a second opportunity. I was just like, now I would just be like, oh my God, I wouldn't be able to talk. But I know back then, maybe he'll remember that even more though, because yeah. of it. Yeah. So I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> this kid's supposed to be into me. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> I, I've had several of those where I'm just, I feel dumb. And so, yeah. uh, you know, or I don't, I miss an opportunity. Okay. I got to tell one more funky Phil. That's okay. The same <laughs> weirdo light up drums that I had on, on warp tour i still have those mm -hmm. drums they're in the corner of our studio now as working Sweet. as a lamp they're just a lamp in yeah. the studio now but um i've had those drums i got those drums for warp tour um yeah and uh so spawn drums sponsored some event for skull candy one year tommy lee came and played my drums and i was like nice. oh cool you know like i'm not like the hugest fan but i was yeah. like still that's cool took a picture of him on my drums. I was like, yo, those are my drums. Yeah. And then he's like, nice. And then he like dipped out, cut forward years later, flying to Canada for a gig, end up getting, you know, like I'm flying to Victoria. Um, so, you know, we fly to Seattle, then we get on a teeny tiny plane and fly into, yeah, fly into Victoria. Exactly. There's a dude on the plane looks exactly like Tommy Lee. And so I'm like, clowning on this dude the whole time like look at this fool man trying to look like tommy lee and then we get to the airport <clears throat> and i'm waiting for my snare my symbols and he grabs his bag and i see his tattoos and i'm like wait that is tommy lee <laughs> <laughs> and so he sees like i had like a my the the podcast my company is called drum brigade and i had my t-shirt mm -hmm. on so he sees a drum on it he's like we catch eyes and then he realizes I'm a drummer and I'm looking at him like, oh, wait, you are Tommy Lee. And then he like looks down and like kind of beelines out of the airport. And I was like, wait, wait, I want to, I want to be like, yo, you played my drums, dude. Like, here's a picture. I just wanted to show you, you that. That's him it. Off. 
And then I, I missed it. I had the whole entire flight, dude. We're sitting oh, in the airport. Man. I had the whole entire flight. It wasn't until we were at the luggage thing, the carousel or whatever, grabbed my snare, cross paths, and then I realized it's him. And I, there's no way I can pull up the picture fast enough, find it on Facebook or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, I'm never going to have this opportunity again to talk to freaking Tommy Lee and be like, hey, just so you know, you played my drums right. Have a nice day. It's <laughs> like so dumb, dude. <laughs> and the whole time I spent funny. making fun of some guy that I thought was trying to look like Tommy Lee when exactly. it was actually him. So dumb. Fuggy Phil. Oh, man. I don't really have any good fan moments. <laughs> um, can it have nothing to do with music? Sure. Okay. So my dad used to date this woman <clears throat> who was well off and knew a lot of famous people. And um, she knew Carl Weathers. Okay. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, they gave, she gave me a, a, an autographed photo of Carl Weathers dressed as a policeman. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, it's, it's the best a, story ever it's, a, it's pretty a, good it's hanging in my house you still have oh yeah i've seen it i love it i love it i've never even seen the movie i don't know what the when, when he dressed up like a cop i have no clue but that's one of my prized possessions good. that's I my it. favorite one of my favorite things you know what's funny though i i interpreted the question as my fans of me well no it, it is meant to be like that <laughs> no, but I, like, I made it about myself man. I made it about myself. <laughs> no i have i've told i've all the problem is i've told all those stories before on this show so that's why normally it is like uh, weirdo fan moments where you know they've i don't know they've asked me like some girl asked me to to she she got a sticker of my band and then wanted me to stick it on her and but oh. she was only putting like her boobs in my face to put it on you her boob. No and choice. I was and I'm like married and so I'm like uh, <laughs> I'm like trying to find anywhere else to put it and she's still just like propping her chest up in my I'm like uh and so I remember I just like lightly pushed it on her t-shirt and like kind of didn't go anywhere near I'm like I'm married yeah. dude and I'm really like loyal to my wife and I'm not trying to yeah. just be like yeah let me cop a feel real quick so it's stuff like that where I'm like ah nah I've already told that story on the show though so uh, yeah because yeah, I mean I have a billion me being a bad fan moments of course really <laughs> oh yeah every moment i'm like the weirdest dude like we played saturday night live and i any cast member i just turned into like i tried to do their stick you know yeah. worst. <laughs> i and it was like a we when we played one it was it was like a the first of the season so a bunch of the old cast members back and fred armison was there oh i love and fred i went armison. up like in the big thing at the end where you're Everyone's saying goodbye. Yeah, you know, yeah. He was standing next to me, and I was just like, hey, man, I'm a huge Jens Henneman fan. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> and he just was looking at me like I was crazy. And then he kind of got it and gave me a hug. And it, But it's there it is, on TV. I had to watch that dumb moment <laughs> on television. <laughs> oh, man. Horrible. That's probably the same exact thing I would say to him, though. Like, Yeah. I, we're drummers. He knows. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude it's like <laughs> but he had no idea he didn't know who i was I, mean, uh, know, I was just some dude dressed in like a football jersey or whatever we were dressed in for the whatever yeah. song we played i was all in white uh, with like an ice cream <laughs> man or something oh hey. my gosh yeah dude that's we're that's the thing though that's the thing that i've discovered with the show is we're all at different levels we're all further along in the path of being drummers right but like we are all very similar 
Like we've had no name <laughs> totally. dudes on here. We've had the top level guys like you and Thomas Lang and you know other guys too. We're all like I would have a stupid moment like that where I'd be like, Why did I say that, dude? Or like oh, you know dude. Yeah. <laughs> we all, all think similar. We all go through a lot of the same things, you know, it's it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, man. That's just so, that's the way it goes. We're drummers. Yep, exactly. That's it. Um, all right, man. Well we're gonna we're gonna cut it there. We're gonna wrap it up there and um Man, we really appreciate you taking taking the time out of your day for us and coming on oh, and course, chatting man. about all this stuff. Um, Thanks so much again for having me for having me on the show. Yeah, if people want to see you or like you know come see you in concert, watch you on TV or whatever, how can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram is what I'm pretty active on, but all like Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, it's all out there. Cool. And it's just Adam Marcello. Find me. Sweet. <laughs> All right, man. Adam, thank you so much again, and um, we'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks a lot. All right. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Adam Marcello, man. It's dude, freaking crazy, dude. What a guy. Man. What all a the solid way interview. From Ireland. All the way from Ireland. I don't even know what time it is there. I don't either. I don't either. But it's always noon because everybody's drinking Guinness. Ah. See? <laughs> I, that was, yeah. That was a great interview. That guy was so nice. Down to earth. You guys don't even know, man. This guy is literally like i'm not exaggerating when i say at the top level of our industry and like at the top level of drummer <clears throat> dude's incredible on the drums so solid i mean you have to be to get to play those gigs that he's playing but even even 12 years ago when, when we were on tour together he was solid then like so solid um but then you know you th you start thinking about it and he's just like right down to earth another drummer just like us you know, and, and it's like, there's no ego. There's nothing like that. It's just so, I love that. I love that so much. I love that about our community when we're, we're peers, you know, we're, we're, it's just like, we're talking to a buddy because we, he's a drummer, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I definitely got that vibe from him. So thank you so much, Adam, for coming on. That was really cool. Um, all the way from the other side of the world, man. Very cool. Yeah. So this show, it's just, it's like intergalactic yeah <laughs> it's just uh there's no there's no holding us back phil we're just full of confidence these days yeah yeah Vinny caliuta steve gad bring them on just come on let's yeah. ask them what kind of superhero they would be yeah <laughs> let's ask let's ask steve gad if he likes radiohead or oasis yeah i would actually like to ask him that i'm sure he has an opinion or he'd be like who <laughs> <laughs> The problem is if we have those kind of guys hmm. on, like if we have like Steve Gadd on, all I'm going to do is talk to him about like 50 ways to leave your lover, how he came up with it. He's probably been asked that a million times. Or about that Zildjian day. Zil Come I would, on. Yeah. I would ask him about that. I swear yeah. every single, I feel like almost every person we've brought on the show brings that. Yeah. That was like such an inspiration to everybody. You know, people don't understand that, like, when we, or maybe they just don't know, but when, when before we were doing this podcast, we'd have these sheds, and um, we'd just have our buddies over, guys I was getting to know. Like, I was getting to know Fig, I was getting to know Kevin Aguchi, Matt Smith, 
all those guys have been on our show, but, um, we would like shed for a little while and then hang out and we'd chat and then we'd shed some more and then we'd watch videos. And I realized then I, I always looked at these guys like, man, they're incredible drummers. I don't know their personality, but they're like on a better level than I am. I'm just here like trying to learn and whatever. And I started realizing that, man, we're all like really the same. Like we'd watch the same videos and quote the same stuff and laugh about the same jokes and like, and I, I don't know. And so that kind of made intrigued me or inspired me to be like, why don't we have a show and really test this out? See if these guys that come on are truly the same. And it's true, man, from like Thomas, Thomas Lang to Adam Marcello to Zach Nager to, um, a bunch of others. Um, man, I can't think offhand. I always have a hard time thinking on the top of my, off the top of my head. You know why? Cause it's 10 after one and I need a burrito in my stomach. Mm. But anyways, um, these guys, I, I leave out so many Kirky B. I leave out a lot of these guys that like I shouldn't, but we've had so many phenomenal drummers on our show now that it's a long list that I would have to mention. But I'm just saying as an example, all of these guys, we've had conversations with them on like a normal level, not like a, like I'm like, I'm, I'm so like for me, most of the time I'm, I feel like I'm holding back being a fanboy and just, you know, like, you know, I've been <laughs> trying to have like a normal conversation with them as a drummer. But a lot of the times you guys don't see what's going on in my head where I'm just like, I, w- I have so many things I want to ask them about technique and, you know, nerd practice talk. schedule, nerd talk and, yeah. and then tell them how great they are. Um, <laughs> which is good. I, I don't, I don't mind being positive towards people and telling them how great they are. But I'll give you the example. Like I was really, really intimidated by the Thomas Lang episode. I was scared to death to, to interview him. I'm being honest. Um, didn't know what we talk about. I don't know him. You know, we, I just know who he is. Um, but then when you're doing it, it's like, man, at the end of the day, these guys are just drummers like me and you, you know, or like anybody who listens to our show. And, um, it's very cool. I really like appreciate that about our community. Yeah. Go drummers. Go drummers. Yeah. We're all cool with each other. (laughs) Anybody, we haven't had one guest on yet. That was like, I'm a better drummer than you. And I don't need to be on this stupid show. Yeah. Everybody is like, Oh cool. Show about drums. I love talking about drums. Let's do it. Well, there was that one, but we didn't, we didn't air it. The one. Yeah. The one that was like total cocky jerk. And, and we're just like, man, Forget this cocky was, jerk. Was We're just the, not even going to put it on. Was that the Romeo to Pocket episode? Yeah. <laughs> he is full of himself, man. We should try to have him on again. No one loves Romeo more than Romeo. Yeah. Loves Romeo. Yeah. Fresh out of prison. Fresh out of prison. He did He did post a video, but then, I, mean, I don't know, he might be back in prison because <laughs> I haven't seen anything else. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> Probably caught drinking in public. Stealing Kangol hats. Gosh, dude. Um, he's got money. Why is he, why does he need this? <laughs> it's like when an actress steals stuff from he, a store. Yeah. He coined the smooth jazz Samba beat. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, whatever, whatever, Romeo, Romeo, come see us someday. Um, <laughs> all right, funky Phil. Um, once again, thanks to Adam Marcello for coming on. We got a few more things to talk about before we wrap this show up. All right. Yeah. Shall we do it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Drum 
Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 59, Corey Kingston, Funky Phil, Adam Marcello is our guest. Um, really great episode. I'm proud of this one, Phil. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. I sound so much like my dad. My dad's always proud of people. I'm proud of you, too. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I'm going to get back to my travel weekend. Okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Day in the life of this trip is coming out soon. I have to edit it still. So give me a few. Give me like a week. I need to wind down, man. I've been going hard. I don't want to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, dude. First day we're there. I already talked about how much money I lost and all that. It's kind of a little bit of a soapbox, but it's fine. I agreed to it, and I'm stoked I went. But uh, first day. We get there. They're like two hours ahead or three hours ahead or something. So I get there. It's nighttime. Uh, drive to the hotel. Get settled in. The plan was to go see Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. In my opinion, one of the best bands playing that music around right now. Tied it. One of the tightest bands they've been playing since 1985 or something. Um, they're one of the tightest bands around, dude. Yeah, so huge. You posted clips of that, right? Yeah. So when they when they play in different areas, they play different kind of styles. Like in Mexico, they play a lot of fast songs because Mexico likes fast ska. Huh. When I've seen them in L.A., man, traditional ska, killing traditional ska, man. I saw them at Coachella. It was a little bit more like a lot of traditional ska, a lot of faster songs, but like more like poppy kind of sounds. They're a tight band though. Put on a great show. Horn players jumping off the drum riser. Like, it's nuts, dude. They're going for it. They're famous. Like, they are famous. In Japan, they're playing arenas and stuff. They're like, they're a big band out there. They're one of the most well known bands out there. Nice. They're probably like the Radiohead of Japan, <laughs> <laughs> except they don't sound like Radiohead. They're just pure <laughs> ska. Um, anyways, so, dude, they're starting to, they start at, I think, nine o'clock. Or something and we get to the hotel at nine like eight forty five. So they're like they're playing no, they're playing at seven. We get there at six forty five. So they're like they're starting right now. I'm like, dude, let's go. So I go to my room, get dressed, come downstairs. No beer, no nothing. I'm like, I would love to have a drink. You know, we just flew over here, whatever. We get there in the back. Go try to go in the backstage because, dude, like I said, Mexico City is crazy. If we walk in the front, I wasn't sure. Last time I went there, though, like we couldn't walk around at the show. Like rock around the city is fine. But walk, it, once you walk in the show, you can't move and you can't watch the show because everybody's just trying to take pictures with you. Mm. Um, so we were trying to go backstage. Well, they're, they're a big band. So the backstage people were like, nah, that's not going to happen. They don't want anybody backstage. So we had to go and they, they comped us. They just got us in the show, but they gave us regular tickets. And then we walked in the, so we were in, we were incognito though. We walked in the back. So I immediately go grab, grab a beer, pay for it. Fine. Whatever. I'm not, this isn't my show. So I'm just going to a show, pay for a beer, drink a beer, hanging out, loving the show, vibing out. And everybody's face is forward. We're in the very back. Then me and the singer, the singer. So our singer, Greg Lee is from Hepcat. Which, by the way, that was his last show. He quit. What? Yeah. Um, what? I, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that yet, but yeah, I just got a text this morning that he's done. 
He was telling me that the whole weekend, though. He's like, "This is my last one. I'm over this." And it's good reason. I don't. I can't say why, but he, wow. he has he has valid reasons. Um, not to mention, he has a band. Okay, he's in Hepcat. That's his band. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of like poaching that he's the singer in Western Standard Time because that's not his band. He was supposed to be a featured artist, not the singer. Yeah. Anyways, that's not my soapbox. Anyways, okay, so <clears throat> he is legit like people were hitting him up at the at the airport like that dude's a legit celebrity down there um uh, anywhere he goes people are like cameras phones pictures autographs so at the show it was like forget it <laughs> he would go to the bathroom and people are just like mobbing him so we meet he's like me and him me and him stand out the most because we're the two black dudes in the band we we're known for the other bands that we play in or we've played in you know me, not as much as him, but definitely him. So we, we're like, let's go to VIP. So we get the promoter. He gets us wristbands. We go to the VIP, which is like a side stage on the side of the stage. None of this has to do with anything. I'm just telling you my, my story. Um, so watch the show. It's great. It's incredible. After the show, taking pictures, signing autographs, whatever. We dip out. We're starving. We still haven't eaten since I was in San Diego. So I go to... We go to a taco place. Like we have to take an Uber. That's like 20 minutes away. Go to this amazing looking taco place. I get a cactus taco, Mm. two quesadillas with guacamole and a beer. Nice. Delicious. I'm sitting there loving life. Happy to be here. Like really taking into account what I was saying earlier in the show, like ceasing every opportunity, like, and remembering it doing like just looking around, smiling, vibing out. I love that I'm here right now. And that's how I was feeling. Delicious food, good beer, a lot of friends. It's great. I'm like, I got to pee, stand up, go to the bathroom. And I'm like, whoa, I feel like I'm going to die as Uh soon as I stand up. Like I'm going to die. Oh, walls closing in out of breath. Feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm like, what's happening? I'm like, oh man, I think I stood up because as Mexico City is at altitude. So I'm like, maybe I stood up too fast. And I'm just lightheaded. But I'm like, dude, I don't feel good. Like, whoa. And so I pee and then it's getting to where I'm going to pass out. So I just kind of like run out of the bathroom and go, go sit down at the table. I sit down at the table and I'm dying. I'm dying, dude. Like, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> like sick, 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 sick. Like pukey? Okay. So I go, Omar, can you order me a, a water? I, I'm like a bottled water. I think I have food poisoning. And they, the whole band, 15 or 16 or 18 guys look at me and they're like, dude, are you okay? Corey, Corey, are you, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm all right, man. I'm just, I'm just not feeling good. I'm like, I'm not just, I'm just not feeling good, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Pouring sweat immediately. They're like, you're pale as can be. I'm a brown person. They're like, dude, you're white as a ghost. Whoa. They're like, uh, uh, Brian, the dub robot guy's like, Corey needs an Uber right now to the hotel. He's not feeling good. Something's wrong. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's up with me, man. I think I have food poisoning. I'm just trying to hang on, like not pass out. This was immediate. I was fine one day. I mean, one second and then dying the next second. That's crazy. And I'm like, I got to take care of this now, dude. And I just go into this Mexican bathroom, puke my guts up in the toilet i'm on the floor laying on the floor in this mexican bathroom dude oh 
puke my brains out, mm. like lay there for a few minutes, like five minutes, like, oh my God, like panicking kind of. Did Where you have the go? quesadillas? Was this after you finished your meal? Yes. Yeah. So you had you had two quesadillas, cactus tacos, one cactus taco, two quesadillas, two quesadillas, the cheese, and then guac, guac. Okay. Uh, stand up, and I'm like eighty five percent fine. Pute like couldn't move. I was dying sick, wow. sweating, puked it all up. Sorry, it's so disgusting, but it's what happened. Go sit down, and I'm like, I need to go, man. I just like threw money on the table, and I was like, I gotta go. And I walk outside, and then there, and like got an Uber back to the hotel, and I was like, I'm kind of good now. Like, I'm not gonna go out and drink some more, but I'm glad I got rid of it. That's crazy. So my body, dude, is kind of like my it. Ha- my body has my attitude. <laughs> like when there's shenanigans going on, I'm like, nah, get out of here. Like you know. So you think it was the cheese? I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't drink any water. I was didn't... there cream on it? No. No? But it, I, they said that their cheese is different out there. It's like not pasteurized or whatever. And, oh. And um, that could be it. I don't know. All, yeah. I know when I ordered my beer, it smelled weird over there. And like maybe the cup was dirty or something. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the cactus. I don't know. But whatever I ate... My body was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we ain't having this. Get rid of it," and I got rid of it right then and there, and then I was fine. That's good. Yeah, I mean that sucks, <laughs> but it's good that your body like got it out that quick. Yeah, I've, got, I've gotten food poisoning a few times, and yeah, dude, yeah. if it's in there for a while, you're done. Oh my god, I've like spent like got like puked every twenty minutes. Yeah. for like twenty four hours. Me and my wife got food poisoning from Mexico back when I ate fish. We went to Rosarito and got ceviche, which is like raw shrimp that yeah. they just they clean with the water there. Didn't realize it. I was just like, sweet man, we're in Mexico and it's like super cheap and ate a bunch of ceviche and like two days later, both of us were dying, dude. Ugh. Dying. Throwing up everything out of everything. Just dying. Dang. And um, this time, if, dude, I'll tell you right now, if I felt like that the rest of the weekend, there's no chance I could play. I was done, dude. Dude, it takes, I'm gro- I'm kind of, not, I'm not a super germaphobe, but I kind of am in, in some aspects, you know? Yeah. And um, I was on the floor in this bathroom. Ooh. Just blah. I never throw up, man. Ooh. It's pretty nar nar. That sucks. <laughs> So, I mean, it's it's a crazy story. It's not much of a soapbox. The soapbox aspect of it is, come on, Mexico. Pasteurize your cheese, dang well, it. Well, I mean, you don't have to do that, but why do you have so many things like this? Like, why can't... <laughs> dude, then I was, like, panicking on eating anything. I was like, I can't eat anything here. There's, th- Dude, try being a vegetarian in Mexico. Yeah. Quesadillas is what you get or cactus tacos. That's it. Yeah. And, like... It's even, like usually use like lard in the beans and stuff yeah right? i think there was lard in the tortillas uh-huh and so i was like i haven't eaten meat in like eight years so i'm like especially beef i haven't eaten in probably like 17 years Ooh. 16 years um so i'm like maybe that's it maybe maybe there was just a lot of like meat i, I don't know if my body would reject it that hard but whatever it was my body was like, nah. My body has a soapbox, and it was like, no, 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 no. We will take chances on some things, but we're not taking a chance on this. That is exactly how I am. Gross. 
Exactly oh, how I am, dude. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm out. Now I want a burrito. Yeah, yeah. So I ain't trying to hear that right now. There's a band called Mephiscopheles. Oh, yeah, I know them. Satanic ska music. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is another version of me going, nah, get out of here. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do Satan, bro. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh-uh. And I, wa- I walked in the building to see what time we were supposed to play, Like, and I walked in, and they were playing, and I stood at the side of the stage and watched them, and I was like, this is trash. Get out of my face, and I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. That's my attitude. When I'm not feeling something, I'm not feeling it. Beat it. Somebody is like aggravating me. I'm not going to get in a fight with you anymore. I just don't just get away from me. Get away from me. That's what my body does. Mm. We take a lot of chances together, me and my body, you know, like, man, I really want pizza. I'm going to go for it. But that it's like, here's where we draw the line. Get out of my body. And that's what happened. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear this um, blog yeah this with dub robot with dub robot it's good man i've had to do two shows without you phil and it's not been the same it's been very different sorry we're not gonna make a habit out of this okay (laughs) we need you okay (laughs) Uh, but but the i think this is some good content for you guys i think and it's it'll be uh it'll be done well so i hope that he said he's gonna edit some of it i hope he doesn't cut out a lot of it because there's some magic in there yeah, I'm sure he's going to throw in all sorts of zany sound effects. No, I'm, we're going to put our sound, our drops and sound effects. In oh, it. really? Yeah. So, so it's like a proper Drum Brigade episode? Yeah. It's a Drum Brigade po- podcast bonus episode. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so, but it's funny, man. It's a different take than like when he was on in, in the future or in the past or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was by far the oddest interview we've ever done <laughs> that one was bizarre yeah yeah but this good. one is more us hanging out and there's some stuff that was actually happening and some stuff that is happening in our minds but you don't know that <laughs> so <laughs> fun it's he's he's throwing he was throwing me for a loop several times where i was just like yeah i'm gonna run with this i'm just gonna go with it you know and like <laughs> it's it was really good stuff man so thanks to brian for doing that i can't wait for that episode to come out and, um, yeah, I can't wait to get that audio. So, um, yeah, Phil, anything else? No, nah, man. Um, what a great episode this was just super mellow, just totally cool. Not a raging soapbox, you know, yeah. um, like just, I'm, I'm like very, I feel like, dude, I turned 41 over the weekend. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't celebrate Con- birthdays. Congratulations! But, but thank you. Thank you. On another um, trip around the sun. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's fine. I just, I feel like the older I get, the more clear my mind gets, and the more confidence I get, the more I don't care about dumb things, and the more I care about other things. And I feel right now, like, man, I'm really centered. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. People are like, he sounds unstable. I don't know, but no, like. I just feel really happy. I feel like, like, hold on. With all that puke, I'm pretty sure. I just got rid of a lot of stuff. Sorry. I'm just, I just stopped the wrap up music for a second. I have to say that my gig last night. Um, so like I said, I flew in, did the whole shenanigans to get to my gig. We're playing in, uh, you know where Humphreys is? Yeah. What is that place called? Um, gosh, I said it yesterday. I can't remember. Anyways. I'm playing basically right in the bay of, of, like right in the harbor of San Diego. Yeah. And 
across the bay or the harbor or whatever you can see downtown San Diego. Oh yeah, I've played there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I was just the band was kind of getting weirded out by me cuz I was so stoked to be there. Like I just came from a third world country. I just got super sick, you know, and I just I was really tired and the old me would have probably been like god complaining the whole time. And I was so genuinely pumped to be there and everyone was creeped seriously wrong with Corey. yeah yeah and i'm just like man look <laughs> at that i'm like look at where we're at right now i'm like it's so beautiful and they're just like are you all right man <laughs> and i'm like yeah dude i'm just i go look i'm i'm just trying to work on stuff man but i i'm trying to appreciate moments that i have that i get to be here and look at this i go people complain that san diego is expensive to live it's expensive to live here but I'm like, but look at that. I'm like, look at where we get to play our gig. That's the, like my view from my drum set is looking at downtown San Diego with like sailboats going by. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, this is beautiful, dude. It was a beautiful day. It was like clear. It was like, I'm just like, man, I have to be grateful for this. So I am, st- I'm stoked on this. I just got to fly out somewhere and play. And like the lady that we were playing for her, it was her wedding. She's like a, she was like Thai or something. She was so appreciative. She was like thanking us every five minutes. She would like walk away and then come back and be like, thank you guys so much for helping us and playing. Please help yourself to the food. We have like a punch bowl of Mai Tais over there. You can just scoop up the Mai Tai and hang out. Thank you. So she gave us a gift, like candles or something. And like, I'm like, man, this is cool. Her speech. She goes, I want to make a speech. She's like on your table. There's a gift for everyone that's at our wedding today. She's like, it's a plant. And she's like, and it's, you can take it home and you can plant it. And it's to help make the earth better for all the living beings that are on earth. She's like, we need the animals here. We need people here. And so you can plant that. And then it's a uh, food for bees and bees will eat that. And then bees provide feed food for us. And so she's like, and so it's my contribution to, it's a gift to you and my contribution to the earth to help the earth be a better place. That was her speech. Wow. I was like, I like was clapping behind the drums. Like, Oh my gosh, I love this woman. This is awesome. (laughs) And so it was just a good vibe, man. I was really pumped on it. And like, yeah, man, gotta look around people and just be like stoked sometimes. Yeah. So don't think I'm weird because I'm like that. Like I want to look people in the eye and be like, Man, I like being with you right now. <laughs> Unless you're that guy that I did the session for. You're that guy. Beat it. Don't come up to me. Yeah, beat it, cement blocks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to this. Um, <laughs> anyways, I got the showcase tonight, dude. Woo! Yeah. I want a burrito first. Uh, show 59. Corey Kingston. Yeah. Funky, funky, funky Phil Pardell. Yeah. Adam Marcello. Big time. Yeah. On the show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for following. Thank you guys so much for visiting all of our platforms, especially me and Funky Phil's websites, philpardell.com, Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y, K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Thank you for watching our vlogs. Thank you for watching... um, Phil's lessons. Thank you for following Adam Marcello. <laughs> and thank you, Phil, for producing the Drum Brigade podcast today. Oh, 
I know it's my gonna pleasure. be. I know it's gonna sound a lot better than our last episode. Our last episode was jacked up. Oh. <laughs> you just got sent. Just send me the tracks. All right. Next time I will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus episode coming up soon. As soon as Brian Wallace sends it to me, Dub Robot sends it to me, and um, we're gonna have another show for you next week. Oh yeah. Woo. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell. My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on a spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's, it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on any decision to do with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been. Kirky B, Kirk Biscara. So I use his sticks, I go in there and play that song, The Bird, and um, oh, Jungle Love. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Timbo from Kino. Tim Baltes. I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I, had, I, I ate like two pounds of asparagus this morning. <laughs> and it was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him. So he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. Oh. <laughs> My pee smells like nuclear waste, all right? <laughs> Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed for him, you know, I don't, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, like, defend myself right now. Yeah. That, that where the whole world just kind of turns into a laser beam. That that was like three hours of the show. Like, I <laughs> thought I was, I was in, like, a fight with Broadway for, wow. like, three hours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Mark DiCiani. That single sentence or two started me on the path over the last 10 12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience neurology cognitive psychology genetics brain lateralization brain plasticity because the way that we as drummers develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills and so our brains our nervous systems our bodies work the same way. Tosh the drummer. Guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> three drum solos. Oh, my gosh. I, we opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And we, and then the, right before the encore, we did, I did like a, like a five-minute drum solo. Dude. And he never once, this is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything. I showed up and I played. I didn't, like, they told me they were like, don't learn the music exact because we're going to change it. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what they did. They like they changed it, and I played along, and I just figured it out. And like they never once critiqued anything I did. Tim Fig Newton. I play a lot of doubles and singles, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can, you know, kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want. 
yeah. I, I gravitate towards like weird sounding patterns and 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 things that aren't normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, people always come up to me and they're like, "Oh, your approach is so different. Like, how do you think to phrase these these things like that?" And I'm like, "I don't know. It's just what I hear. But just you know, that's what comes out." Fredo Ortiz. So he shows me some licks and. It's like you'll be all right, man. It's just like do your thing. He's like, it's actually, it's like you're going to get to be free to do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like they're asking you to, like, you know, do anything specific because all the music you're doing is pretty much, you know, just Latin jazz, like improv and, and jamming and just you know keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool, you know. And and I took that and and totally did not have to apply any of that when the first show came about, which was. Uh, Australia, and I think Melbourne. So the, the the first tour, like straight, sent me to Australia for oh three weeks, for <laughs> another two weeks in, in Eastern Asia. So that was my first time out of the country doing wow. music. You know, I mean, besides um, Yeska, like Yeska went to Finland and stuff, but okay. this was like seriously like my first time. And with the BC Boys, and they were headlining. Oh my this god! Festival. <laughs> That's awesome. 